What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams, and I'm back. New, 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 Back, back, back. New, 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 Back, 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 back. In here with another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Coach Gang. And that's you. For being here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. What a day yesterday. Holy moly. All right, boy. All right. Oh, the humanity. Yesterday, good Lord, have mercy. But anyway, let me finish up my, my intro. And welcome. Welcome to the Wake Up Show, part of the Free Agent Lifestyle Podcast here on the Free Agent Lifestyle Channel. New, 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 new world order. All right, we back in here for another video. Hey, uh, you in here with the Bruce Wayne of this ish, the King of Kings, the King of Content, and Speaker of Truth, yours truly, a.k.a. Coach Alini, Coach Adamus, the notorious one, and all of those things. And back off the road, man. Yesterday, I had to uh, pick up my son because uh, they were on uh, Christmas break. And uh, with the Southwest Airlines canceling flights, his flight got canceled. So I had to drive back to California, pick him up, and he was chomping at the bit. I couldn't even push it off. I was like, okay, maybe we can get a flight for Friday. Maybe we can get a flight for Saturday. Then it pushed it to Sunday, and he was like, that's the entire break. So um, he's been chomping at the bit to get here, and even the flight that I had for him was pretty much in the middle of the break, and he was ready to go. So he was like, man, I got to get out there. So um, drove there, <laughs> picked him up, drove back. I was there for like 20 minutes. <laughs> Jesus. Anyway, uh, free agent lifestyle airlines was down. So anyway, shout out to the truck drivers in the building, man. You truck drivers, man. You know, I spent nine hours on the road yesterday and, uh, that's why I missed yesterday's evening streams, but we back in here. Yeah, that's what I said. So uh, anyway, yeah, Southwest Airlines, they better give me my money back. All right, but no, it is what it is. Anyway, today's show, we're going to talk about dating outside of your race or country. Is this going to be your solution to your problems? I know we have the, the passport gang, but even before that, we have a lot of men of other races that are going, I'll just date a woman outside of my race. Even women, black women, even black women are going, I'll date, I'll date uh, men outside of my race, which they won't. <laughs> they won't and they want to be like oh i'm gonna go get me a nice good old white man yeah they're not nope they're not gonna get him but uh we're gonna talk about that and we're gonna break down what you could expect from women of other races because i got it down pat I've, I've i've celebrated the 32 flavors of women i've had them all i had them all and uh, i'm not saying that to brag or to boast but the region that i live in in the country you guys know that um you know it's a very I, I would say diverse, but it's lack of diversity. That is the real truth. But we do have a lot of cultures here, a lot of people from different countries. And thus, I've tried just about everything. And uh, the, the, the conclusion that I will draw to you is this. And many men haven't been able to do this. The conclusion that I'm going to draw later on, I'll give you a secret. Women are women. Mm. Women are women. This is what you have to understand. It's not that all of your experiences are going to be bad. But, uh, you know, the, the way relationships work out, they there's a low chance of them working out anyway. But um, it's not because the person is bad, but there's always female nature. There's always female nature. And I think what people misunderstand when they don't have experience is that they say this this group of women are better over here. And I always wanted to pre prevent that in my content. And, you know, many people believe that I go in a little bit harder on black women, which is not true. I mean, I don't even have a nickname for black women. All right, but gorditas, I seem to have a nickname for. Flatbacks, I seem to have a name for. So I, I don't 
typically, you know, I don't typically um, dissect women and say this group is better than that group. I just think you're trading off of it. There's a trade off of experiences that you're going to deal with. But female nature will always be prominent in your relationship. And then when you add culture and economics and so forth and so on, then you have then you have uh, other issues that you have to deal with and navigate. But we're going to talk about that later. We're going to talk about that later. We also have we also have um, we also have uh, stories here. Uh, TJ Holmes files for divorce. We're going to go into that. Dennis Eckersley. I think I, I, I definitely misspelled that. Uh, for you legacy ninjas, we're going to give you two stories, two stories about how your legacy can pan out, what the trends are, are going on right now. Uh, Hooters looking to hire flatbacks only since Generation Z and uh, younger millennials. They don't like breastuses. Mm. Breastuses aren't a big thing. I mean, the booty is a big thing, but they're saying that this group of men don't find breastuses that important. And that's true. I'm not a breast man per se, but um. I can I, I can understand that. But uh, but the Hooters was originated in a time where, you know, breast implants and big titties was a thing. You know what I mean? Big ones, the big ones. But now they're 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 going through a trend where they're seeing uh, people not come into Hooters anymore, um, especially if they're millennials and Gen Z. And there's a bunch of reasons. It's not just because it's Hooters. It's because there's a whole bunch of things going on. Um, the the. The things that we the things that we used to see in Hooters 20, 30 years ago, we can see that freely. So, you know, why would you go in there to see that? So that's what the problem that they're having. And um, who else? What we got? Oh, uh, a woman talking about how she pays her way through college, uh, being a 21 year old sugar baby. We're going to do an article on that. Then we'll get into the racial breakdown of women and ladies. If you're in here, all the mamacitas, mamacitas stay in here so you can see why my my, um, you know, tell you my experiences with the mamacitas. All you porcelain pale princesses, hang in there. I got some experiences for you. All you sisters, you been on, on my mind. All you sisters, stick in here. We're going to tell you why black men typically are wanting to run away from you. I'm going to give you the real truth without hurting your feelings. Yes, hey, sisters, listen. This isn't even going to be sisters. Sit down. I'm not even trying to hurt y'all's feelings. You know what I mean? Because I ain't trying to date you anyway. But look. I'm not even going to hurt your feelings. I'm going to give you the real deal as to why brothers look at sisters as undateable and unmarriageable. All right. The only, the only reason, the only reason black men date black women. I'm going to give you a little bit of secret. Are you ready? Press one in the chat. Press one in the chat. If you want to know one of the only reasons Black men date black women. Press one in the chat. I'm going to give it to you right now, but then, you know, stay for the rest of the show. All right, we got some ones in the chat. We got some takers here. The number one reason. Hold on for it. Do I have a drum roll? I do. Where's my? There it is right there. The number one reason that black men date black women Loyalty. They trying to be loyal to their race. That's all. Now, there's other reasons why they fornicate with black women. That's a whole nother subject. But they want to be. They literally want to be. They want to be loyal to their race. They, they literally have a I want to be. I want to be. I want to keep our race alive. <laughs> they they want to try to keep the they want to try to keep the numbers going. You know what I mean? They want to try to keep it. 
Now, if if they if they are not guilted, and that's that loyalty comes from guilt, guilting. Oh, you Uncle Tom. Oh, you. It comes from guilting you into it. If that person's options were open, he'd be out of there in ten seconds. I think to me, if that was removed, and of course that's a hope. That's a hope. That's the only reason. Like Doctor Umar would be over there with his milk of magnesia if nobody cared. But with Dr. Umar, he's got this, oh, and this and that, this and that, this and that. Dr. Umar, Dr. Umar say, Dr. Umar say. But that's the only reason. That's the only reason. So anyway. <laughs> All right. Anyway, man, let's get into that. But sisters, if you guys want to stick around, I know the sisters are leaving the program right now. They're like, this is reprehensible. Uh, but if you want to stick around, we're going to talk about how sisters lose black men. And then we'll talk about the other races of women. I'm not putting the sisters down, though. You know what? Trigger trigger warning. Trigger warning. It's time for a trigger warning right now. Viewer discretion is advised. You're choosing to watch this content. I love black sisters. I love me a chocolate sister and a caramel. Caramel kisses you send my way. Yeah. Yeah. Your mama black, right? Your mama black. That's a loyalty, right? That's a, that's a pressure. That's a misplaced loyalty. That's your, your mama's black. And then it's like, mm. What am I supposed to do with this information? But we're going to talk about why sisters lose black men. Maybe, 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 just maybe I can help you get them back. Hmm? You can't get me back, though. Mm. All right, uh, let's get into today's show. Look, look to contribute to today's show, dollar sign CGA live on the Cash App. Sisters, contribute to today's show. Put your money where your mouth is. You want a brother to stick around? You want a brother like me? Yeah, I know you do. Don't, don't lie. You like my milk dud head? You like my chocolate skin? You like this beard that's so manly? Yes, I'm your lion. All right, we ain't getting married, though. All right, dollar sign CGA live on the Cash App, Coach Greg Adams TV on Venmo, and paypal.me backslash Coach Greg Adams. It is pinned to the top of the live chat. That's how you send the PayPal to Super Chat Notorious CGA channel. The Notorious CGA channel is how you Super Chat. And what we're going to do, what we're going to do is we're going to get into the earlier contributors to today's show. All right, trigger warning. You don't have to watch. If you're going to get triggered, you don't have to watch. All right, if you disagree, don't let me know. All right. This show does not promote hate or harm of any person based on their gender, relationship, status, race, or class. All right, this goal of this today's show is to promote healthy choices, specifically for men in lifestyle, finances, and in emotional health and relationships. And also, we want to get some money in here. I got money. Okay. All right, we got we got it. All right, let's see here. Uh, super chats. We got. Oh my goodness, Albert Wesker says Spotify gang checking in. You probably already know, but this Hooter story is a skit. But it is true, Generation Z ain't into body yaddy 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 like older generations. Yeah, we're going to just explore it because it gives us an opportunity to talk about it and talk about Gen Z. I love talking about Gen Z. Gen Z is going to be the, the, um, the wild card for our society. You know, we always say this about younger generations, but Gen Z is the wild card, um, especially for people who want to keep the community together. You got to get Gen Z on board. <laughs> I don't think you're going to get them on board where people want to know why the, the dynamics between men and women will shift crazy, crazily. It's because Gen Z is people aren't recognizing the problems of Gen Z. We just want to Gen Z, you better do this and you better do that. Men start approaching young girls in Gen Z. Go, don't be scared of the girl. We're trying to we're trying to push Gen Z into a position that we were in Gen X and it ain't going to work. I'm letting y'all know that's not how we do it. So Gen Z is the wild card. Um, and by the way, what is up with that dude, that dude, Little Nas X, revealing that he has a son? 
He didn't swindle the whole reading rainbow community mm. unless it's by surrogate. This is what world we live in. J that little Nas X reveals he has a son. And it's a it's a fairly new son, like within the last two years. He was he had a little binky and everything. What the hell? Mm. Okay, so what is he, man? This is crazy, bro. Shout out to Albert Wesker. Question for the chat is going to Hooter simping. That's why I put a poll up in there. Don't worry. It's not a big deal. You don't have to argue. Just put your vote in there. Uh, a classy beat says never been to a Hooters myself, but if you're going to eat out, might as well go have some tig old bitties and flatbacks in your face. Hashtag not simping. Uh, Hooters used to be had way better chicks. Back in the 2000s, early 2000s, they used to be way better. That, that I've, I've been been to Hooters in a long time, but I could just imagine from the pictures I've seen, Hooters chicks going way down. Actually, I've been to one probably, I'm going to say in the last two years, I've been to one. Um, and yeah, it was not, yeah, it's they, their quality is going way down. Uh, Clarence Gasson, the answer is the free agent lifestyle. Women were created to complement your life and not be the center of your life. Nothing feels as good as success. Shout out to the coach gang and all the snow bunnies at Brigham Young University. Shout out to Brigham Young University. Okay. Um, we used to have a phrase for our university, but I forgot. Classy Beats, he says, did all of that work to take care of your son and you still a deadbeat dad. Yeah. Still a deadbeat dad. I won't get any celebration. Oh, you're a wonderful man. Thank you for coming to get your son. All right. Thank you for coming to get your son. He's been waiting to see you. He would have been disappointed if you would have canceled. Okay, push the trip off. I still went and go got my son. I'm still a deadbeat ass dad. They still trying to get my child support. <laughs> Crazy. Bob says, talk, uh, talk about Asian women, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Absolutely. I will talk about Asian women. I, I do have experience. Like I said, I have experience with all of the rainbows. And I'll tell you how to, uh, what, what's the deal with Asian women. All right. Shout out to the Asian women there. All right. They had the Asian women at their job. They don't even watch my show. I guarantee you there's not one Asian woman that watched my show. I mean, I can guarantee you out of how many subscribers I got. I got 400,000 total subscribers. On all channels, on all of my channels, I guarantee you there's not one Asian woman that watches my show. Mm. <laughs> there ain't one. I guarantee you that. Okay, look, I would say reveal yourself. Okay, there's not one in America. There's not one in America. I'm not talking about Filipino women over there or that. I, yeah, they busy at work, bro. If you know them, somebody said that's not true. Reveal yourself. Reveal yourself. Oh, you know what? I'm wrong. I'm wrong. Desert Brook, who says my wife, CGA. Um, by the way, I met a guy. Speaking of when I was bumping into guys. So I'm wrong. I do. Okay. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. So I bumped into a guy at the Cheesecake Factory. Um, I was having dinner with my mother for my birthday. And he sat behind me. And um, I, saw him, I, I saw him walk in. And as I was leaving, he was like, what's up, CGA? And I was like, what's up, man? And then I was like, uh, and then my mom was like, he recognizes you from YouTube? My mom's clueless about my YouTube. She knows it's there, but she doesn't realize who I am. She was like, what? You're famous? <laughs> but he was having dinner. It was a brother, tall brother. He was having dinner with his Asian girlfriend. And she was, all, I, I don't know if it was his wife or girlfriend. And he was like, hey, and she was all happy to see me. She was like, hi, he watches you all the time. And I watch you too. So anyway, I have to, uh, I have to admit, she might be the only Asian woman that watches me. <laughs> The other ones at they yob. 
they got a real yob too. You know what I mean? They got the whole the 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 mini skirt with the tights underneath, with the nylons and the gym sneakers on, with the blouse. They about their business, man. They be at work. <laughs> Somebody said that was his nurse. <laughs> All right. Anyway, yeah, she, I think I think that was his nurse. Mm. Let me check in. I think he she looked like this. Let me see. Yeah, she she looked she looked something like this. Yeah, I think that was his nurse. <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah dude yo anyway <laughs> i was like you got a nurse like i might have a nurse too okay what are we doing here okay i'm doing the super chats my bad all right ladies love cool c says coach i don't he says i don't know if you heard the news but sinful the p passed away yesterday rest in peace terrible and uh i don't have all the details so i'm not going to report it but if that's in fact true Sad to hear, under 40 years old. But um, I don't know what kind of issues he were dealing with, but a lot of people are dying. Nobody tells you why anymore. People die and you be like, oh, that's unfortunate. Next. I want to know how. All right, well, how they die? What they have? Did they have cancer? You know what I mean? Like, what did they have? People just be like, look, they just like. <laughs> so I want to know why, how, where? You know, the details, the juicy details. But of course, uh, sad to hear. Um, I have watched this show. He's a funny, entertaining guy. Uh, mostly time he gets in the beast with people and he's very good at roasting. And um, it's sad to hear that that is, in fact, the news. And, um, you know, I want to give him a moment, a brief, brief moment of silence to remember Sinful the Peak. OK. All right. So shout out to him. And uh, once once the news gets out, then we can talk about it. I don't know. All right, rational rationality says made a mastodon scream. Oh, the humanity! Oh, the humanity! Last night, they're they're pretty sensitive too. They're pretty sensitive, ma mastodons. All right, Lawar Moore says, Coach, guess what? Tia Mari has reunited with Corey Hardick so she can prolong the marriage and get more money on some slick ish. I got money, but I thought she had the prenup. He, I thought. I don't know who Corey is. I know who he is, but is he famous? I thought the prenup was signed by Corey. So potentially if she's going to get reunited, she's going to prevent paying Corey. I don't know. Maybe somebody can get Phyllis in on the news. Maybe somebody can fill us in on the news. Interesting. Pure Bama TV. Where you been? He says whipping. Whipping is coming Sunday for them Raiders. Well, dude, the season's over, man. Mm. Hey, man, 49er fans, y'all can have it, man. We didn't bench Derek Carr, which is going to be a blessing in the sky. I ain't care about no damn Raiders. Okay. <laughs> All right. Hey, go ahead and take that whip it. I don't care. Uh, dude, we got a lot of super chats, so I'm going to try to get these in. Classy B says, nah, Coach Kaylee is too good to me. I'm never going back. Never going back. Hey, once you go, Kaylee, you never go back. I'm just letting you guys know. Warhammer says, sorry, Coach, I already... I'm already at the Gordita, not going back. Okay, boy, sisters, sisters, y'all can't get a look. This is the worst thing y'all do is treat. I'm not going to tell you the secret. Sterling, awoke. Clayton says, coach, being from Toronto, I don't need to leave to get women because new ones fly in weekly free agent lifestyle for life. That's the thing. That's the thing with me, too. Like passport thing don't mean nothing to me. I'm already in a great melting pot with great reach of women of diverse 
nature. So it's kind of like, eh, you know, I get it. I'm not dissing them. But what I'm saying is like, I'm already here. But of course, Western mentality is what they're trying to leave to. So yes, men want a traditional woman. You're going to you're gonna have to leave America. You're going to have to leave America for traditional women. I don't care if she says she's traditional right now. You're going to have to leave America. Uh, Cheap drum hack says tilted kilt, tilted kit. I'm sorry. Tilted kilt is where all the cuties are at. I take my 75-year-old dad there so he can get himself an eye fool. Congratulations. Shout out to you, man. Good for looking out for your dad. You know what I mean? Keep him virile and awake. Keep his seed going. You know what I mean? Don't let him dry up. Don't let them balls dry up. Pause. But Tilted Killed in Phoenix, Arizona is where all the Arizona State hotties work, other than the strip club, which they work there too. John Ellison, speaking of Asian women, he says, when was the last time you seen them with the nails that they install on BWs. I do the most recent one that I've seen. All right. Who is a 19 year old piece of flatback. And she did have the nails too. So some of the, but she was a little, she grew up in long beach. So there's your excuse there. But when you're talking about a traditional Asian woman, if you will, you don't typically see that. Um, you don't typically see that. So anyway, with that being said, I'm going to get into the first story and then circle back over to the PayPal cash apps and all of you brothers there. Uh, let's see here. What are we doing? Oh, the first story is going to be TJ Holmes, one of the 12 simps of Christmas. He is now filed for divorce from his wife, his loyal black sister, Queen. All right. His loyal sister, Queen. He then traded in his black wife for a white flat back. Hello. It's officially over. TJ Holmes, age 45, files for divorce from his wife of 12 years. After affair with the Good Morning America co-host Amy Flatback. All right, as the new lovers prepare for an intimate New York break, New York Eve, uh, New York Eve, New Year's Eve, <laughs> New Year's Eve break in Georgia. Why do they know so much? Why do they know so much about what they're doing? They were spotted in Atlanta's Hartfields Jackson Airport on Monday, and they had the affair. So there you go, right there. I mean, this is just a brief update. But as you can see, Black love is dead. Yes, it is. Yes. Not even in Atlanta can it survive. All right, which tells you a lot. But these, what's going on with uh, what's going on with Gregory Abbott here? What's going on with Terrence Trent Darby with the haircut? All right, look at him. He got a wonderful little sister right here, and she old. And then he traded her in for that flat back. Look at that. All right, what y'all think? Did he win or lose? All right, I'm gonna just say. All right, he gonna be in heaven for a little bit. But what he doesn't know. I'll reveal later on with the secret about the dynamics between black men and white women. I'm going to reveal that later. The secret between the, the dynamics between the black women. I'm sorry, the black, sorry, the black male and the white woman. This is the dynamic. Though, when we talk about choosing women of other races, he don't see this coming. I see it in her eyes. I see that eyes. Guys, you got to recognize this dynamic. If you don't admit this dynamic, this is where you're going to fail when you go and look for white women as your solution. Some people think it's an L. All right, shout out to who lost. <laughs> All right, he's a damn playboy. He ain't going to be fair. Uh-oh, almost got a picture of that flatback. Oh, there it is. Flatback's almost in there, activated. He always got his hands on her. That's going to be an L for him, guys. This dynamic is going to be, uh-oh. Mm. Who looked better? Flatback, she's 49. And she's 40. How old is she? How old is the wife? Oh, they're both 45. 45, and she's what? Amy Flatback, 49? What is he doing, brother? What? He could be. 
He could have been at the junior college with a fresh piece of chicken cutlet, but now he's over here with a dried up piece of pro. Never mind. All right. Who thinks he took an L? Anyway, that's going to be a quick story. I got this name spelled wrong, but we're going to go ahead and go with the show. Um, Dennis Eckersley. Anybody remember him? He was the guy that gave up the home run to uh, Kirk Gibson for the Atlanta. I think he was for the Oakland A's. Uh, well, anyway, Dennis Eckersley, <laughs> for you, Lord, for you, uh, Legacy Ninjas. The daughter of, oh, wait a minute. This is this is not the Dennis Eckersley. I got the wrong one. All right, give myself an L. Oh, no, it's not. It's the right. Why they got him in the Boston Red Sox, bro? Mm. Why they got him in the Boston Red? Didn't he play for the Oakland A's? Am I tripping? Is he played for the Oakland A's? Hold up for a second. The Red Sox? I think they did that on purpose. <laughs> Wait a minute. I'm confused. So I guess they did this to get more people to look at the article. Right? I don't even remember him playing for Boston. He played for the Oakland A's, man. Anyway, that's whack. All right, anyway. He played for the Red Stockings? I don't remember that shit. I don't remember that, but most baseball players play for 50-11 teams anyway. Anyway, shout out to the Red Sox. Now they're pissed at me. Now I can't go to Boston. Boston Red Sox fans are like, come on, coach. You know who I do remember played for the Boston Red Sox? I do remember one person. He's a Red Sox legend. All right, I do remember. Hold on for a second. Let me see here. I, I'm going to show you the one person I do remember Play for the Red Sox. Let me see. I'm going to show you the person I remember. Um, Hold on for a second. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the person I remember, the, the, the most memorable Red Sox, according to Coach Greg Adams, is uh, a guy named Bill Buckner. Anybody remember him? Anybody? Bill Buckner? I think he played first base. That's the guy I remember. Anyone else remember him? Is is that? <laughs> was he like a legend or something or what? I think he was a legend. No. Where y'all at, Red Sox fans? Oh, they really, they really mad at me now. <laughs> I can never go to Fenway Park. They're really mad at me now. All right, they're really pissed off at me. Shout out to shout out to Bill Buckner in the Red Sox. Anyone? Mm. No? Okay, anyway. <laughs> All right, I can never go to Boston. Anyway, let's get let's get I, I already pissed them off, so now I got to get here here. Let's go. Let's go in. Okay, anyway, daughter of Red Sox great Bill, sorry, not Bill Buckner, Dennis Eckersley. I might have actually got it right. Left newborn baby freezing in the woods. Guys, this is your legacy. Let's go back and look at right here. Alexandra Metheny, Crystal Metheny Eckersley, the adopted daughter of the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame pitcher Dennis Eckersley, is facing felony charges of reckless conduct after her newborn baby was found unclothed and freezing in 18-degree weather in a dark wooded area in New Hampshire early Monday. Officers responded to a woman, a report of a woman who had given birth to a baby in a tent in the woods. Boy, you guys want kids? <clears throat> you guys want kids? And she had the baby in a tent. 
man, I mean, this dude probably got a little bit of money. I'm sure he has a job. Alexandra, age 26, allegedly lied to authorities about the baby's whereabouts and claimed she had given birth prematurely. Okay, after an hour of searching, she's in the age of rebellion, by the way. She's in the age of the spirit of rebellion. After an hour of searching, police found the baby uncovered, uncovered and struggling to breathe on the floor of the tent near the, I can't even pronounce that river. It says right here, the baby's health is improving. Alexandra is set to be arraigned here on Tuesday in Hillsborough Superior Court North, according to the Man uh, Manchester Police Department. She was also arrested for endangering the welfare of a child. All right, it says right here, Manchester Fire Chief David Fleury reportedly identified Alexandra as the daughter of Dennis Eckersley. Eckersley played 24 seasons with the Indians, the Red Sox, the Cubs, the Athletics, and the Cardinals from 75 to 1998. That's a very lengthy career. He earned six All-Star nods as well as the AL MVP award and the AL Cy Young award in 1992. He was named the ALCS MVP in 1988. And they won the World Series. But look, this is your, this is your, what is going on, brothers? What is going on? So you, you, listen, you do what's best for your kids. You adopt them. You take them off the streets. You have your kids and your kids turn into this. And she's out here wanting to do her own thing and be her own person. I want to be my own person. And she's out there having a baby in the woods, man. What are we doing? Look at the stroller. What are we doing? I mean, there's no, look, ladies, this is where rebellion takes you. This is better than following rules and orders. This is better than following rules and orders. Good Lord. But what happens is they don't want to follow the rules. This is why homeless people, you know what I mean? Some people feel a certain way about homeless people. And I'd be like, homeless people have plenty of options. They just don't want to follow rules. All right. And they don't want to report in by certain times and be off the street by 7 30, 8 o'clock. They don't want to have to go to church. They don't want to have to do a role and volunteer. They don't have they don't want to do it. And so they choose this type of lifestyle. And then sometimes you're like, hey man, you you making your own bed. So here it is right here. This is freedom. This is crazy. So uh, you know, he, you lose the gamble. You lose the gamble here on trying to be nice and raise children in today's world. There's too many options for them to be pulled away from you. So I just want to let you guys know that um, if you do want to have kids, they're there's oh, sorry, you they are um they're getting pulled away. Next story on this roster is going to be oh, this is gonna be another 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 child is taking to the internet to talk about her deadbeat ass daddy. This is a trend. This started with the billionaire girl who was the mixed race billionaire girl who went in there and, and spoke negatively at her father's uh, funeral. It started with her, then 50 Cent son, then um, Master P son, and then now it's gone out of control. So Kel Mitchell, who I am assuming is from Keenan and Kel, his daughter has taken to the airwaves of the internet and tossed him under the bus. And what's happening is, this is what's happening, unfortunately. These people are carrying on the legacy of their single mother or their mother that got left. And then instead of the mothers doing the damage after the kid turns 18, the kid comes out and buries the father. So, oh, Herschel Walker's son, Herschel Walker's son. By the way, this girl looks just like her daddy with a wig, as I talked about last time. She looks just like her daddy with a wig. But, but what we're seeing here is now you legacy ninjas. This is something else that you have to worry about now. 
now that your kids have the ability to put their story out in the airwave, they basically take, you don't have to worry about your single mother or your, your baby mama no more. Now you have to worry about your kids. Now the kids are taken to the airways. Let's see about this. You might be hold the hold the hold the phone here. Let's go ahead and see if I can refresh the screen and get the whole story uh, about how Kel allegedly is a Debbie daddy, according to the daughter. Let's go ahead and play it. I just quickly want to clear some things up. Okay. Um, my dad wasn't there for me for ten years. Mm. So one wasn't there for ten years in my life until I was. You know, like he didn't come back in my life until I was 15 um, and he was out of my life when I was the age of five. OK, so it looks like he was out of your life. Why was he out of your life? Maybe he can explain that. But it seems like he came back at age 15. What happened then? Maybe she'll explain this. So my dad wasn't financially or emotionally there for me for, for all of that time. But but he came back. So here's the deal. Financially and emotionally. So she did miss out on a great considerable bonding opportunity. He did miss out on that. Five to 15 is very critical years, such as 15 to 18. But um, but um, financially and emotionally, was he paying child support? If he was, he was there financially. Uh, if the mother received the money, he was there financially. Now, emotionally, many times he's in the middle of his career, just like Ashanti pushed off having children and getting married until she was 40 right? 42. At that time, she was using her op his her opportunity to earn money. He was there doing that. Why are fathers being persecuted for not doing both when there should be a mother there to at least carry on where the father left off? Unfortunately, we have broken homes. So now the parent has to be both instead of we having two household, us having two households and one parent doing one role and the other doing the other. Okay. So anyway, let's continue. Actually, um, so I think for me personally, that would, if I was a parent who was never in my child's life, I would try to make up for the moments that I wasn't, I would try to be as mothering and nurturing and everything that they need to be, because I wasn't able to provide that to them at a young age. Oh boy, Jesus. I mean, look, listen. Dude, man, you fathers and you black fathers, man. I'm going to let you guys know, you black fathers, you guys have a bar of fatherhood that is almost unreachable. Almost. The bar for black fatherhood is unreachable. I mean, you damned if you do, you damned if you don't. So now she pulling out the heartstrings and all pulling at everybody's heartstrings. He wasn't there. He didn't do this. Who didn't do that? Now, we don't know. Why wasn't he there? Did the baby mother make it a toxic environment in which he said, I'll just be the deadbeat. Many men choose to just be the deadbeat. It's much easier, less stress. I'll just send the check. But then what happens is the child grows up and doesn't understand that. And then says, my daddy wasn't there financially and emotionally, which he would have been. But the baby mother actually put him in a bad situation. So let's go ahead. Uh, she's basically saying he just left us. Let's continue. I would. But me and my father are completely different people. And maybe you. Next part of the story here. Let me see if I can. Where's the. Next? You might be on the same boat as my dad, where you just feel like, well, you can come back after all of that time. And I'm just supposed to naturally love you and naturally be there for you, even though my family 
like me myself, I was homeless. My family's still homeless. All right, I got questions here. You say you're homeless. Where are you recording from? <laughs> Wait a minute. Where are you at? You're not outside. Dennis Eckersley's daughter was here. Wait a minute. Let me show you homeless. All right, hold on for a second. Where's Dennis Eckersley's daughter? All right, now, like, like this is homeless right here. Like, listen, I get it. I was homeless as well. Like, you're not living here. You're recording from a nice-looking bathroom there. Where are you recording from? A restaurant bathroom? <laughs> a hotel? A motel? No, nah, them towels don't look like hotel, motel towels. All right, but she's going to say that she's homeless and it's daddy's fault. Let's continue. My mom still doesn't have a house. Yo, <laughs> your mom doesn't have a house because she don't have a job. I got money. Your mama chose the child support and she chose the $6,000 a year. And she chose to push the daddy out of the life. I guarantee you the mom never kept in touch with the dad and filled in and say, your daughter's doing this. Your daughter has ballet. Your daughter has cheerleading. Your daughter is getting braces. Your daughter's doing this. I'm doing that. She never chimed in. She said, we don't need that ninja. And now she's coming back to say he never did anything. And my mama's homeless. Listen, your mother's an adult. She needs to get a job. She needs to get a job. What are you talking about? She homeless and she don't got a house. She ain't supposed to have a house if she ain't got no job. So you know what you're going to have to do. You want to pay your bills? You want to pay rent? You want to get Starbucks? You better work, bitch. You want to get groceries? You want to feed your cats? You want to watch Netflix? You better work, bitch. It's pretty simple. It's pretty simple. Let's go ahead and continue with this sob story here. Because he sold the house from my mother. That we were all living in. And I was young. And my mom spent years and years and years fighting for it. That's what I'm mad at him for. That's where I think he's an Damn, they throw it. They call him father's assholes, bruh. This is unbelievable. Wow, Jesus. Also, because um, wow. I, tr I have tried to build like a relationship with him. And it's always me driving out to see him. Me driving from Orange County, from Pomona. Like, All right, so Orange County, that doesn't surprise me, but let's go ahead and continue. Like, so San Bernardino, driving, you might be on the same boat as my dad, where you just feel like right, next. to the valley, two to three hours, constantly for him, constantly to keep up that relationship. Let me guess. He bought you the car and the gas. All right. He put the car and the gas. Let's continue. And my father wasn't able to do that all for me. He's only visited me, I think, three to four times in my four years of going to college. Wait. By the way, she could drop that neck, but, you know. Um, he's visited you three and four times at the college? At the college? Like, he doesn't go to your college? Listen, I'm not showing up at that college because it'll be just, you know, Coach Clapcheeks going on there, but not with her, but with her friends. What is the problem here? And <laughs> the one day that he did come out to see me, it was actually that conversation that happened. He drove out to Orange County where I was living with my boyfriend, and he said that. That the reason why he doesn't see me, the reason why he can't put in all of that, all of this energy to actually be a father and not just pretend to be, for the internet is because he's an actor. 
and he doesn't have a normal job like other dads. And that right there to me sounds like an excuses and slight narcissism. And that's what I have a problem with. Oh, boy. Gentlemen, dude, what is this trend with kids throwing their parents all up under the bus? This is crazy. So the dude's doing his best. He probably paid for college. He paid for her car. He paid for the gas. She didn't say that. He put them. The mother lost the house because she didn't want to get a job. They're using him as they're squeezing blood out of a turnip. I mean, he that, that's what she's saying here. I don't know. I'm, I'm filling in the blanks. Now we're calling. We're, we got children calling dads assholes and bullshit and narcissists. Single mothers created this shit. They created this shit going in for that little money, breaking up the household. This is despicable. Guys, you guys want you guys want um you guys want kids? You want kids going forward? Generation Z is the wild card. I keep telling you. To the valley. To the Okay, wait a minute. What what's going on here? Allure is her name. So this is a picture of her. She got a Wait a minute. Uh, I can't hear anything. There's something. Oh, wait. Oh, I can't do this. Okay, so she's now putting memes on here. Oh, my Lord. Oh, man. So there's the picture of him. He seems to be there for her. But now she's saying he's just too busy for her. Um, This is like a wife. This is stuff wives talk about. This is stuff wives talk about. Guys, what, what kind of culture are you creating here? This is sad. This is sad to see, man. Uh, for you legacy ninjas, this is what you guys have to look forward to. Um, I think for black men specifically, your bar for being a parent is um, is extremely high. So you guys got to watch out for this. And um, as you as you guys know, there's data that will show you that black men typically are rated as very involved fathers when they get the chance. And there's some data there that I can pull up related to that. And then what happens is if you can't achieve that bar, you're a deadbeat. Mm. You're a deadbeat. And it's not just black kids doing it to their fathers. Although if we look at it, it was Herschel Walker's son. It was 50 Cent's son. It was Master P's son. It was the it was the um the, it was the billionaire guy that from Silicon Valley. His daughter was mixed. Mo, uh, mom was black. And now now we got another black man getting thrown under the bus, brother. This is crazy. So uh, some people say the mother is weaponizing these kids. I think the, the mother's plight post-divorce and post-separation because she struggles. She struggles financially, and the father then it, uh, does pretty well financially afterwards. The, the mother puts a battery in the kid's back. See, this is all your fault that we're struggling, and then I'm struggling. It is all Jermaine's fault. It's always Jermaine's fault. Oh, man, fault. sad. Let's get to all of the Cash App and PayPals and Vimos. Thank you for being patient. So that's what you have to look forward to in today's day and age with kids. But most of these are spoiled kids, so I know you can just say, you know, this is some spoiled kid stuff, but yeah. All right, shout out to Lamont says, safe travels. Thank you for yesterday's show. Thank you, Lamont. D-Roll says, this five is not for the show. You didn't do tonight. We back in here. Shout out to no government name who dropped a bag and a support, guys. I'm rich, he says, salute to the savior of the community. That is me. I will save the community with this stream. Sisters, are you buckled up? Sisters, are you still here? All right. They out eating pork rinds right now, taking a break from their job. 
You know, yeah, look, they at that call center. They're at their call center job waiting for me to come back in. Is he talking about the sisters yet? They got to take a couple of calls. All right, your warranty is out of warranty, sir. Don't argue with me. <laughs> your call center boss, your call center boss telling you, Vivica, get back to your seat. Oh, okay, all right. Eating a pickle and hot Cheetos waiting for me to come back. <laughs> All right, they still here. Shout out to you. Yeah, they at their job. They at their job, you know what I mean? Typing in, doing a, doing data entry, data entry. I got a job. What do you do? Data entry. I'm entering data. Here we go right here. Okay, done with that file. Enter in the data right here. Enter in the data. Next file. Enter in the data. Enter in the data. Next file. Mm. <laughs> All right. Boy, that sounds like a monkey job to me. Okay, shout out to Anston in here. He says, salute, coach, RIP to sinful to P. RIP to him. RIP, man. And shout out to Galloway says, RIP to sinful. Yeah, that, he's a consecrator in this space. He's I wouldn't say he's in the manosphere, but he's definitely in the algorithm of the sphere. So that means like if you watch me, you watch me and other consecrators that are somewhat associated with the sphere, he, he is in there. He's going to be in there, and he's a former – he says he's a former PIMP, and thus he had some personal issues and legal issues that he was dealing with. So I don't know the whole story. Shout out to Macaroni Tony says it's not a race thing. It is not a class thing. I really do think it comes down to 100% luck that you don't create babies with a domestic baby bomber terrorist. He says, Coach ain't lied. The actor's daughter literally looks like him with a long wig and no facial hair. You never want to look. You never want to look at your you never want to look at your father's uh, your your girlfriend's father. They be looking just like they daddy. Oh. B is for baller. He says these ex-girls. These ex-girls asking me for money and looking sad. No more symptom for me. Rent is due. Woo. Your rent's due, motherfucker. On the 29th today, he says rather support the coach gang and you drop the coach sponsorship. People going to be looking funny here on the first. Just let y'all know. If y'all got sugar babies, they're going to be ready. Travis says, I live overseas and I'm surrounded by Kaylee's. While are you in Germany? Where are you? He says, while uh, talking to one at the wait, while talking to one of the gym trainers today, she rubbed on my arm and told me how much she likes chocolate with the wink. Oh, yes. He says this happens all the time. It probably helps that I'm Jack, too. I can't go back to sisters, coach. I'm sorry. Oh, my goodness. Damn, you sell out, Uncle Tom. What's wrong with you sell out, man? You need to go back to your sisters. Those, there's your sisters. Yeah, once, once black men get a true taste of um, Kaylee'sville or anyville, it's hard for them to go back. And sisters, we're going to tell you why. We're going to tell you why you ruined it for a lot of black men. Okay. And, um, yes, you ruined it. I'm not, don't, don't tell me the black men ain't shit, right? They go tell me, well, this black man ain't shit. No, 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 no. You ruined it. You ruined it. <laughs> All right. Oh, the, the Mad Brothers, he he, he like white women. Uh-huh, uh-huh. All right, where are you at right here? Looking at me like this. <laughs> this girl like this. Look at him. Oh, but let me, let me tell you a quick story since I only have two PayPals. Um, and the, thank you for the PayPals. But uh, let me tell you a story. I know this guy. We went to college together. And he's one of those pro-black guys. He lived in, and he he grew up in primarily black and Latino um, areas in Los Angeles. And eventually he moved to the South, I think Houston or Dallas. 
And um, he's one of these guys that never was really successful with white women, but he was he was everything. He was tall. He was just kind of had a weird personality. Like he was a he was like a comedian that overdid it. But he was a cool guy. He didn't look bad. He didn't look bad. He was tall. He was athletic. He could, but he could never deal with white women. And he always saw me dealing with women of a lot of races. So one day, years and years later, he was like, you know, after calling after calling all these dudes Uncle Tom's and after being completely pro black, he pulls me to the side. It was like, you know, I really want to try white women, but they seem to not be interested in me. I really want like he ended up wanting to do it. He ended up wanting to do it. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> so deep down inside, this is the secret. Deep down inside, a lot of pro-blacks be wanting white women. I know. I know. Listen, I've been here a long time on earth. One of the things that they do to fight their desire for white women is talk shit about white women. <laughs> oh, look at her. Oh, soggy booty. Oh, look at her. She all this pink toe. Oh, look at her. She ain't got no ass. Oh, look at her. Look at her. She dry her personality. Oh, she going to divorce you and take you for your money. Oh, she only wants you for your money. Uh and then all of a sudden you look over. Yeah, that brother's starving. He won him one. He won him one so bad. He pulled me to the side. He wanted one. I was like, you wanted one? Yes, he wanted one. But some of them can't. There's some dudes that will never get one. And we'll talk about that too. <laughs> Mr. P coach says, I quit my job selling insurance three months ago after 20 years. Just start with my online store on the gram selling women's intimacy. I'm sorry, women's intimates, and you're killing it. He says, I get, I'm getting to see a, I'm, I, I don't know what this says here. He says, I, I'm getting to see a discover a lot more about women and female behavior. It's crazy. And he says, one, a lot of women think the same way to the point where I can almost predict what they will say. And number two, let's see if you continue that uh, chat there. And you didn't. You left me hanging. All right. You left me hanging. I don't know what happened there, but uh, what you got is a red pill job. So you got a red pill job. Yes. We always encourage men. If you want to know about women, get a red pill job. Work. Um, and you'll be able to predict. This is why I'm good at understanding the, the dynamics between men and women without hating. I don't hate women. I don't hate men. But I can predict what's going to happen. Now, most of you guys that don't get a red pill job, you don't know. You just say, well, maybe this woman will be different. No. Work as a server. Work as a bouncer. Work as a bartender. Work as a personal trainer. Work as a coach coaching women. Like don't Work as a real estate agent. Like you got to work as a hair salon. Work at a hair salon. There's a lot of uh, things that you'll do that you'll figure. There's not, even when you think, even when they think they distinguish themselves between each other, they don't. Work as a male nurse. Male nurse, work as a photographer, work in the industry as a photographer, work in fashion. Yeah, me a male working in human resources. You'll be like, there's there's pretty much <laughs> there's pretty much um some despicable stuff going on, and you won't even realize it. Uh Grease Man, Texas, keep up the good work, brother Greg. He says, and for those who don't like what CGA preaches, don't blame him, blame the white man. All right, shout out to you. He said that's an ABO reference. Thank you. Shout out to ABL. Work in hotel. Work in hotel industry. Oh, dude, dude. Most men that don't and they go to their little accounting job, <laughs> they go to their accounting job, they never get to really see 
what it is on the other side. All right. Uh, Jose says, I had a gordita last night, and she dropped that neck. Oh, people sleep in the gorditas, man. Shout out to the ladies. We got a great story about gorditas coming up. We got a great story. San Antonio's pushing the gorditas. All right. Let me see here. Let me do two more. All right. Oh, Rational Rationale says, I tell 304s I'm deaf, so they won't talk only blow. Okay, JC says, Tia and Corey only linked for Christmas. They're co-parents now. So maybe they're not together. They're just linking up for Christmas. Last one, ACDC says, won't go to Hooters, but you'll go. To I can't say none of these chats, man. All right, I can't say none of these. This is a family show. This is a family show. Oh, now we're talking about Hooters. Speaking of Hooters. Let's talk about Hooters here. Uh, let's see. Let's put pop this up. Apparently, there's a there's an article, and this is an older article, but this is an article that we want to talk about over here. Hooters. Hooters rebranding after studies suggest that millennials are not into boobs. Now, all men are into boobs in some sort of way, uh, whether they're big, small, raisin, you know what I mean? <laughs> raisin, only nipple, you know, big areola. There's a whole bunch of ways dudes are into them. And some so soggy. Saggy, saggy waggies, all right, perky. They're, they come in all kinds of shapes and sizes. You know what I mean? So uh, in this situation here, there says millennials and Gen Z are not into to the body yaddy yaddy thing anymore. So let me read portions of this article, and then we'll see what they're trying to talk about here and insinuate. You can add hooters to the ever-growing list of things millennials have ruined, apparently, that they are single-handedly responsible of the stagnation of restaurant sales. Why are they blaming millennials, you may ask? Because for some reason... From, for some reason, restaurants are becoming less popular amongst young people. Now, this article is from several years ago. But to be honest with you, um, that type of thing is, is not as um, taboo as it once was. Like a lot of people, there's still a few people that think it's weird that families go to Hooters, right? And you will always see some dude bringing his gordita wife or his chunky snow cow wife into Hooters so he can fantasize and have something for his spank bank when he has relationships with his wife. Right. So that's basically what's happening in Hooters. So families go there to watch football games and then the girl comes over and she flirts and the guy's looking at her and gets to look at her. And then he goes home to his wife and he closes his eyes, buries his face in the pillow and he imagines the Kaylee that he had at the damn Hooters. Right. That's basically just bank bank material. All right. And the wife knows inherently. So she doesn't balk. She's like, whatever. I would let you go there to look at the pretty young things so that you can go home and you can dig me out. All right, but um, anyway, it says right here, Hooters isn't the only business that's been affected. All sorts of family-friendly restaurants where the waitresses wear tiny outfits are reporting less sales. And it says right here, the Hooters have been focusing on pleasing members of Gen X, and now they're scrambling to satisfy other demographics, looking for different ways to lure in more customers. Now, it doesn't, it makes complete sense because we can get, we can see what we used to be able to see in Hooters walking down the street. I want you to think about this, especially Gen X. Uh, Gen X. Gen X was right. Stand up. That's us. That's me. Gen X. When women used, when women used to wear leggings back in our day, I want to see if you can answer this. Because I want to see if you can answer this. In our day. Yes, we had biker shorts. You know what I mean? We had girls. But when women wear leggings, what it, did they only wear leggings or were there something covering the leggings? If there was something covering the leggings, what was covering the leggings? I'm going to just want to put our Gen Xers here. 
the women wear leggings all along. Now we know this trend with the yoga pants and this. The, what what did women wear over leggings? And this was like ninety five percent of the time. Somebody said, "What the hell is leggings?" Yes, most times they wore they wore a either a long t shirt or they wore um, a skirt or shorts. I'm going to see if I can pull up a picture. Actually, in the movie, um, let me see here. Let me see here. 1990s leggings. We can put leggings. See if I can pull up a picture for you guys to understand. Most people don't realize. Most people don't realize this. This is kind of what we grew up on in the generation. Now, it's different, and the leggings are somewhat different. We live in a, a, a world where it was, um, leggings are in the, what do they call them? Um. They call this type of attire fitness attire. I can't remember what they call it. It's basically like exercise. Well, what is it called? Active wear. Something called active wear. But I'll give you an example. Uh, let's see here. What do they call it? Active wear. I can't remember what they call it. A oh, athleisure. That's what it is. Athleisure. That's what people do now. So to be fair, men wear more basketball shorts than they do jeans nowadays. Okay, so to be fair. Let me see if I can find one. Yeah, it's pretty hard to find, but I just, I gave you an example. I'm giving an example here. So this is a, this is the example when I just type in 90 skirt. Let me see, put it up here. So uh, you typically wouldn't see, you typically would not see just leggings. Most of the time they would wear the leggings and especially on the East coast and you would have a skirt or shorts under it. Okay. I mean, over it. You'd have shorts over it. So you would never see the bud talks. You would rarely see the panty line. You would rather see if she has no panties or G-string. So that's kind of how we grew up. We grew up in a different era. Okay. But yes, there were some Daisy Dukes. There were, but when you would, when women would wear them, they were in the whole category. <laughs> they were in the whole category. We knew her, we knew who the hoes were because the Daisy Duke wearing girls with the booty cheeks hanging out. Those were the hoes. Mm. Now, going back today, everybody wears the leggings. You can't distinguish the hoes between who aren't the hoes, and you can't. You really can't tell. Yeah, who are the hoochie, the hoochie mamas, the skeezers? Those girls wore Daisy Dukes. Now everybody wears Daisy Dukes. Mm. <laughs> the around the way girl. So here, that's the difference between our era. The modest girls would wear their leggings, but something over the leggings. Now, let me just say this. This is kind of why Hooters is not a thing today. Because you can walk outside and see women with their titties hanging and tank top, shoulders out, short shorts, or leggings. So why would I go into a Hooters when I could go just stand outside? I can go to a damn Starbucks. I could go to a Jamba Juice. I could go to a college campus. I could go to a bookstore. I could go to the mall if I definitely want to see it. And so now we're desensitized. And as a result, have relationships gotten better or worse? I don't want to hear about, oh, this is just not true. We're desensitized now. So what does Hooters do? Why do I have to pay $80 in wings and beer when I can just walk outside? I could go to the grocery store and just go see the same thing. I could go see some girl with her shit hanging out. So um, this is kind of why I think it's struggling and 
you know, the economics of it just doesn't make sense. It's not as taboo as it once was. And Hooters was a thing in the 80s going into the 90s, maybe the early 2000s, but not not so much anymore. And then when you talk, include Generation Z, you could just go on Instagram if you want to see some naked chicks or semi-naked chicks. You could go on Instagram. Um, let's see here. By the way, my son disclosed something that I've been talking about with Gen Z guys. Um, he's been finding that a lot of the girls recently in his age group, my age group, have had a um, have had a boost in their social media presence. Meaning prior to prior to this year, and we're talking about between age 15 and 17, prior to these years, these girls' social media accounts maybe had 300 people following them, and that was everybody in their area. But now, a lot of these girls, since they're in that prime age group in which they're probably going to be doing what? Developing, wearing skimpier stuff, wearing more makeup, doing more hair. He says their social media accounts have blown up. And we talked about that dynamic. We talked about that dynamic. That uh, typically in that age group, between freshman and senior year in high school, the women are more have more eyeballs on them. They have the ability to gain more attention, whereas the boys don't. And so he's noticing that. He was like, wait a minute. Last time I checked last summer, this girl was 15 and she had 300 followers. Now she's 16 and she has 30,000. Right? That's, a, it's, that's an extreme difference of how then you're going to play the field in high school. It's crazy, man. So, wow, it's crazy out here. Yeah, that brother's starving. And guess what's going to happen then? And I actually joked with him about it. I said, OnlyFans is next. And he said, yep. And he didn't say that about his particular group. But what he was saying was that's probably their mindset. They probably can't wait to turn 18, right? Because then they can monetize what they're doing. Now they can kind of do it and say, no, I'm not doing it for that and play the role. But once 18 hits, you know what it is? Once 18 hits, a lot of them... So, uh, yeah, man, it's just a reality, man. It's a reality of what we're doing today, and people don't realize it. See, I know you dating coaches, you guys don't know about this. I know about it because I see, you know what I mean? I know it, this dynamic is happening. It's happening. People that are just barely 18 got mad followers. You don't see it, especially on TikTok. You guys don't see it. And then once they hit, then you guys, will, it, all of a sudden, you'll see this person. But for two years, they've been working that angle. They've been working that angle, and then as soon as they hit, boom, they soft to the races for them. So, um, and I'll give you an example. I give you several examples of this with college athletes. Some of the top earning female college athletes are basically they're basically 18, 19, and they cashing in. They make a million dollars, and not for their athleticism. And the cash me outside girl is another example. Speaking of making your way through college, since Hooters is going down. Oh, by the way, I don't want I wanted to show y'all. Why Hooters are not going to thick women anymore. They're going to flatbacks. So we're going to show you examples of this. Potentially, this is an example here. All right, Hooters, you know, Hooters are going to flatbacks since uh, nobody wants them. And, you know, nobody's worried about body body. You know what I mean? We going flatback junior college, Kaylee. Everybody can get a job. All right, even the Vanessa's and the Rosalinda's right here. They could get a job. You know what I mean? You don't have to have booty. You got a lot of flat booty. Oh man, yikes! Oh man, oh the humanity! If you want flatbacks, you can go on on the Hooters and get you a couple. There's, you know what I mean? Flatbacks everywhere. Oh boy, 
Let me see here. Oh, the humanity. Look, it's getting worse and worse. Oh, my goodness. Oh, the humanity. Man, you want pancakes? You want ironing boards out here? What y'all want? Oh, we even got pregnant flatbacks. Oh, my goodness. What are we doing here? It used to be like this. All right. And now it's like this. Oh, my goodness. Oh, the humanity. Anyway, man, this is the standards with for Hooters nowadays. There was another one. Oh, no, man. Goodness, Lord. Oh, the humanity. What in the world is going on here? Look at it. Look, 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 look. Oh, the humanity. My gosh. Yeah, times have changed, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? Times have changed. Times are getting rough. Speaking of, man, this young woman is going to talk about she makes 180K a year as a 21-year-old. 21-year-old sugar baby. They out here, brothers. They out here. In the street. The, the junior college is being litty right now. And, of course, yeah, a lot of these people are getting offers, great offers. She says right here, but it's very clear to me what this is, all right? 21-year-old architect student. She makes 80 euros on the side, 80K euros. And she has three sugar daddies. And you can read the article here uh, about how she's making it happen. She was 19. Remember I told you guys. Um, and people don't realize this. You don't realize this. They're looking at these things very early in life, way before 19. They're doing this at 16, 17, and they can't wait, chomping at the bit. I had one girl tell me that. She was 18 at the, that time, but she was like, I've been looking at this since I was 14. And they've been preparing and they've been waiting with bated breath. I can't wait till I'm 18. And boom, they go out, fly out and do amateur prom. They go out, work at strip club. They go out seeking. They go out OnlyFans. They go out Instagram model. They just wait. And here it is right here. She's got uh, 19 and I didn't want to go to bed with everyone. So I Googled around and came across a sugar daddy platform right here. And then the appeal to me. That appealed to me because I realized it was more than just the sexual side. You have a great time together. So she's talking about how she makes it. Um, what are the ages of her daddies right here? I guess he was in his mid-50s. Mid-50s, guys. Them young girls don't want you. You got one mid-50s. Okay. Um, And all of that stuff here. There's another one here. Let me see where she here. Oh, here's another one. 50 years old, self-employed, computer scientist. With a natural build, 50 and 21, 50, 19, 50 and 18. Here's another one, 40, early 40s, professional athlete, quite good looking. In the streets. All right, anyway, I don't want to belabor that point because then people think I'm promoting it. I'm not promoting it, but I'm just telling you, be aware when you feel, when you feel the demo, when you feel the dynamics between men and women going a little bit crazy and you're asking questions. What you need to understand is a lot of girls are working. A lot of girls are working. You just don't know it. And it's one thing that men don't want to admit because their ego is tied to it. If you live in a place like Las Vegas, they've worked in, in a variety of capacities. If you live in Orange County, they're working. They only look at you as some sort of cash cow. Okay. It, it, it's it's kind of weird. But then when you go over there and you feel, realize that, you can deal with women in a different way because you realize they're working. Now, I'm not saying you don't have to be working with them. You don't have to agree with them. But now that you know they're working, then you don't feel bad when women are ignoring you and women aren't doing this. And then when you walk up to them and you ask them a question, they look at you like, I've seen it. And I've seen this happen in clubs. I've seen this happen in restaurants and bars. The girls will be working the room and they'll be striking out to get at the 50-year-old men. 
and the 50-year-old man be bending their ear. It's a game. It's a game. So you guys got to get used to this. I don't know, man. Anyway, let me see. Uh, I got to do this story, then I'll get to the Super Chats. Women are working, guys. They're working. They're working. They're all not doing SW, but they're working this thing here. Now, the ones that aren't, let me just say this. The ones that aren't, the women that aren't, can I describe you for a minute? <laughs> I'll describe what you look like. You're average to below average. You're way probably overweight. Okay, way overweight. And you have no ability to do this or willingness to do this. You're just a hopeless romantic. So you're coming over here saying, not me, coach, and I don't understand. What are you talking about? The women who aren't doing this are average to below average. Overweight. Not by not not a lot of overweight, but overweight. And you're just in love with relationships. You're just hopeless romantic. But you know women are doing this. And by the way, speaking of overweight, let's get the likes up. Let's do me a favor. Take a little bit of time. Let's get the likes up. We're going to get Belly Deli in here because I got 20,000 people watching me and only 7,000 likes. So do me a favor. Let's get Belly Deli. Let's get that up to 1,000 likes and we'll get more people in here because this is a great what show. What really gets me is that some of y'all be scared of a little belly. Y'all, y'all see how scrum diddly um shit it look? Ooh, ooh, baby girl. Y'all scared of a little belly deli? Y'all scared of a little belly deli for what? Who told you be scared of that belly? Let it lose some. Let it, I know y'all see the football print. The football print go crazy. The football print go crazy. Come on. Parabola. Come on. Y equal X squared. Maybe cubed on some days. Indeed, cubed on some days. So hit that like button for me, man. Let's get over about, we got about one, we got about 120 more likes. And uh, she's going to tell you how to get with her. And sisters, we're almost on to you. So get ready, man. Stop taking customer service calls for the next couple of 30 minutes and you'll, we'll get to you. What really gets me is that some of y'all be scared of a little belly. Y'all, y'all see how scrum diddly um shit it look? Ooh, ooh, baby girl. Y'all scared of a little belly deli? Y'all scared of a little belly deli for what? Who told you be scared of that belly? Let it lose some. Let it, I know y'all see the football print. The football print go crazy. The football print go crazy. Come on. Parabola. Come on. Y equal X squared. Maybe cubed on some days. Oh, the humanity. It's just a skit. It's just a skit. All right. We almost there, man. Give me 50 more, 50 more, 50 more so we can get some people in here. All right, 20 people left the show, but it's okay. I don't care. They'll be back. They'll be back. Okay. All right, we're going to hop to this next show right here. Is marriage for men? Are men, are you seen as a basically a humiliation ritual? Is marriage seen as a humiliation ritual for men? We're going to show you evidence here of some skits that are being performed as in a way to humiliate men. And uh, men participate in these humiliation rituals all the time. You see them on TikTok, and we call them normie humor. It's normie humor. You see it. It kind of mimics modern-day commercials. And then what will happen is the man will get humiliated. There's some versions of this for women where women get humiliated, but, but you often see it in men. And there were television shows like this. Mary with Children was kind of this, but even went to Everybody Loves Raymond, um, The King of Queens, these are all the, a family guy. These are all the husband is dumb and we're using him and he's a parasite and he wants sex. And we're going to we're actually going to um, 
what they do is they actually make fun of his sexual nature by manipulating it. But let's go into three skits in which we see these marriages in the humiliation ritual with men. We saw that with DJ Twist. He was in a humiliation ritual with his wife, okay? All right, and eventually he checked on out. He was like, he would make him get up there, dance, dance, ninja, dance. And he was dancing in her TikTok videos. He was like, I'm tired of this, man. He was like, it's checkout time. But the mouth breathers love this type of humor. Mouth breathers love this type of humor. So we're going to go ahead and check in. What am I doing here? Did I cl close the right tab? And this is mouth breather oxygen thief humor. This is uh, from a Instagram account. And I don't know if it's her Instagram account. I'm assuming it's her. And uh, wait a minute. I got the wrong thing. I'm making this one blow up the wrong thing here. So um, here it is. These two people here. Let's see here. So he's going to participate and say rich or give her an option. What she wants from her husband. Let's play it. Yeah. Question. What? Rich or poor? Rich. Okay. Rich or tall? Rich. Okay. Uh, rich, rich or genius? Rich. Can you let me finish first? Okay. Okay. Uh, rich, or, rich or handsome? Rich. Okay. Rich or famous? Rich. Then why you married me? Because I'm stupid. That's why I married you. Because I fell in love. I should have fallen my head better for me. Anyways, I'm okay. I got my baby girl. I'm happy. You know, I took one for the team. I took you out of the market. It's okay. It's okay. Never do my mistake, mommy. Never, never, never do. Babe. Now, I want you guys to know, normies love this. As a matter of fact, look at the hashtags here. Look at the hashtags. Hashtag funny reel. Hashtag humor. Hashtag couples reels. Hashtag couples comedy. Hashtag funny. Hashtag laugh. Hashtag relatable. Hashtag marriage. Hashtag married life. Husband and wife. Couples goals. Relationship goals. Jokes. Reality check. Viral. This is a great attempt at trying to get eyes. Not only that, 1.7 million likes. And here's the thing. This is relatable because this is marriage. Guys, do not think anything other than this. This is what marriage is. And then look, ha ha, I'm dead. Ha ha ha. That's such a knee slapper. Oh, it's so original. Oh, rich or tall? Rich. Why did you marry me then? Oh, because you're a goofy-ass simp. Oh, my God. Jesus, listen, I tell you. What I tell you is this is humiliation rituals, man. They participate in these things, and he knows he's in a lose-lose situation because he's, if he divorces her, he loses more money. Now, he's participating, and yes, it's a skit, but there's art imitates life. But this is what you deal with on a daily basis, and they just decided to record it and make fun of themselves but you can't win let's go to another one. Oh, they didn't just end there they got another one okay she got another one hold up for a second let me go here what made you realize he's the one okay she's like another one this is the same couple same couple let's play it and he's interviewing her with it looks like a hairbrush okay let's see make it larger for you guys what made you realize he's the one 
He has a big heart. What me? Oh. Boy, that's such a knee slapper. Oh, boy. Normie humor, man. I tell you, normies, man. What would we do, what would we do without normies? What would we do without NPCs? By the way, let's look at the data there. 14,000 likes. Not as viral as we think. We think. But, boy, that is so funny. <laughs> Let me slap my knee. Yuck, 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 yuck. Oh, my goodness. This is crazy. This is crazy. But, of course, there's truth in humor, as we know. Okay, let's go to the next humiliation ritual. Um, this is going to be a Instagram page called Kings in Dreams. Okay, let's go ahead and refresh it for you. Um, again, this is going to be some normie humor. Let's take a look at the data here. We got uh, marriage nowadays, they say. Marriage nowadays. Let's go ahead and roll it. I, Danielle, take you, Zeus, to be my lawfully wedded financial supporter. I vow to stress you the fuck out and eat off your plate for the rest of our lives. I will go through your phone in sickness and in health and accuse you of cheating whether I've found proof or not. I promise to gain weight and let myself go until you no longer want to stick your penis inside of me. When times get rough between us, I will complain more and listen less, never pray about it, and make us both look stupid by airing all of our business on Facebook. And even though I got pregnant on purpose to trap you into marrying me, I still won't tell you about all the guys I let slut me out. I vow to love you for the rest of my life and never, ever leave you. As long as you don't lose your good paying job with benefits or I'll leave you for someone with good dick and money. I love you. I did. All right. Uh, yeah, man. <laughs> well, you know, I think people are realizing it. I'm thinking, I think you people were realizing what's going on here. A feast. What are we doing, guys? This is what happens here. And listen, none of those things are untrue about marriage. As we can see, the results in typically like this with the guy uh, playing the ring game. Dad, what are you doing? Playing the ring game that he made, which is okay with me, because he could definitely be fucking bitches right now. And he's playing the ring game in the kitchen. Leave my man. Yeah, that's what you got to look forward to there, man. Wow. So uh, at least they're telling you now up front. Unfortunately, now they're actually abstaining from marriage and um, they don't even want even that much to humiliate you. So, wow. You know, that's what you guys have to look forward to. Uh, let's play it again for you because I thought it was quite uh, accurate in what she described. Let's play it again in full. Yeah, take you, Zeus, to be my lawfully wedded financial supporter. I vow to stress you the fuck out and eat off your plate for the rest of our lives. I will go through your phone in sickness and in health and accuse you of cheating whether I've found proof or not. I promise to gain weight and let myself go until you no longer want to stick your penis inside of me. When times get rough between us, I will complain more and listen less, never pray about it, and make us both look stupid by airing all of our business on Facebook. 
And even though I got pregnant on purpose to trap you into marrying me, I still won't tell you about all the guys I let slut me out. I vow to love you for the rest of my life and never, ever leave you. As long as you don't lose your good paying job with benefits or I'll leave you for someone with good dick and money. I love you. I, Danielle. Shout out to Danielle there. And Danielle, come see me when you have a moment after class. All right. Thank you, Danielle. Anyway, let's get to these super chats. Wow. At least the truth is being told. They can no longer hide it, gentlemen. Guys, that's an accurate portrait of marriage, by the way. Grant Cutler says, baby mama took all the good burger money. I wonder if she did. And she burned it. I'm sure she burned it. Lawar Moore says, shout out to the legacy ninjas. Live it up to the best of your ability, baby. LOL. Good luck. It's like a roll of the dice. JC says, welcome to Good Burger, home of the Good Burger barbecue ass women over here. It's barbecue in there. Soldier for God says, I told my baby mother that she can have my money or my time, but not both. She chose the money, so I'm headed to Hawaii and to the Brigham Young University free agent lifestyle for life. <laughs> Give them options, guys. Most of the, most wives will take the money. Most wives will take the money, but they're going to blow it anyway. Humble Lee says just a little tuition and donation to the Baby Mama Terrace legal fund. Shout out to the coach gang and my favorite African-American, man. Yes, I know what you're talking about. Uh, look at my African-American over here. Look at him. Are you the greatest? You know what I'm talking about? No names as married a half Colombian, half Arabian or Arab woman, and the sisters still give me ish over it, asking me uh, asking me why I couldn't get a sister. <laughs> we can hey, sisters, are you ready? We're almost there. So, yeah, you, you married outside of your race, you Uncle Tom. Wow, you could have married a beautiful black woman. She could have been 42 years old with another baby. Another man's baby. She could have had it. Lawar Moore says, rest in power and peace to sinful the P. Much love and respect. God rest his soul. God bless his memory. Appreciate you. JC says, wear same leggings three days in a row and they stank. Uh, most of the time, you guys don't know, I've worked in fitness, so I'm not going to tell a lie here. I'm not going to tell a lie. Um, I'm not going to lie. Uh, many women use leggings and fitness attire clothing. They don't work out in them. And they also use them for a really specific reason. Other than that, they, you know, iron out the blemishes and disguise them many times. I mean, if you can see cottage cheese in leggings, I mean, it's really bad when the leggings come off. But what's the one reason that I know? I know in fitness, I used to work with women who wore leggings. What is the one reason that they're wearing leggings all the time? Somebody says showing off their assets. That's a reason. Bait. That's a reason. ACDC got it. They didn't shave their legs. They didn't shave their legs. Leg hair. Everybody thinks everything's about attention, but sometimes it's out of laziness, pure laziness. They didn't shave their legs. You guys know that, right? Mm-hmm. So they got a bruise on their leg or they're hiding it, but they didn't shave their legs. So they'll throw the leggings on. Yeah, brother. Y'all don't know. They'll shave all the way up to the area where they'll shave all the way up to the area before where the leggings hit at the bottom. Yeah. It concealed. Yeah. You're concealing things. So anyway, you didn't know that I had a lot of clients, you know, I would stretch them and they'd be like, oh, I didn't shave my legs or I didn't want to shave my legs today. So I had these leggings on, man. It's crazy, bro. You guys don't know. 
So you guys don't really know women. You got to get on the red pill side. You got to go to a job where you actually experience them. And then you realize, wow, they be doing some crazy stuff. They didn't want to share. They didn't shave. That means they didn't shave their entire leg. They might have shaved up to here. Like this is their, this is their calf. This is their, this is their ankle, bottom of their leg. They'll shave up to here, but not the entire leg. So the leggings allow them to go extra days without having to shave. Anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they didn't never mind. I was gonna say something else. This is a family show. All right, what do we got here? Justin S says, uh, currently driving from Cancun to Merida, Mexico, with an iron aboard flatback from the local junior college Universidad. Wow, shout out to that. Super 20. He says she's 20, foldable and super submissive. Hello, you need to go find some of those back in those villages in Mexico. You can find them out there. Justin, Justin O says, I went to Hooters when I was 22. I picked a flatback Kaylee, thought I hit the jackpot until I found out she had the itchy, scratchy Hooters never again. I actually know two close girl uh, that I've associated with both worked at Hooters and I didn't hit either one of them, but one was bad. She was like a bad little tiny, but she was a, she was a super feminist <laughs> too. Like uh, you think she would be nice and sweet. She was a super-duper fitness, and she was like a model, too. This was back in the Model Mayhem days. Candy says this is a black woman. She cannot wait till I get to the black women thing. She says, uh, shout-out to you, Coach. I just graduated my BSN nursing program. Uh-oh. In these streets. And gain more wisdom while laughing in this four years of my nursing school journey. He says, this sister's got love for you. And, yeah, they don't shave their legs. Shout-out to you. They Hey, listen, sis. The women will let you guys know when I'm on point, when I'm on point, when they wear pants, when you see a woman in pants, most likely she didn't shave her legs. They don't wear pants for just the wearing pants. <laughs> Shout out to you for uh, acknowledging that we definitely have the truth being spoken over here. And she's a nurse. In these streets. You know what time it is. You know what time it is. Shout out to the nurses out here. Y'all do me. Listen, man. Y'all do a great service. And I'm going to need y'all nurses here in a minute. Jay Flo says, were the detectives waiting for you, CGA? Um, I, I, the way I operate when I go anywhere around that area. Uh, when I go around that area, I know how to make sure the detectives like, you know, I don't make it a turkey shoot. I don't let, I don't let them eat. I don't make it easy for them to get me. <laughs> All right. You guys will walk right up in the turkey shoot. Not me. Okay. Big Buck is in the building. Rio says, speak the truth, coach. We speak the truth over here. All right. Yeah, man. I ain't dumb. They got me in a turkey shoot. They got me in a turkey shoot. They ain't going to never catch me in a turkey shoot, bro. All right. Anyway. Loud Pocket says, Keenan, I'm oh, sorry, Kells. What, what's going on with Keelan and Kel, by the way? They've been taking L's crazy like crazy. Kel's daughter has the same teeth as, as her daddy. I can't unsee the chick's father's face with a wig. I still rearrange their sweet watery guts, but damn, it, yeah, damn, it's sad. When you see when you see a woman's father, it's sad. Some of them got their big old meaty heads like they daddy. They dad is a meathead and their daughter is a meathead. You wonder why the daughter's a meathead? Because of their daddy. <laughs> we got 
two on PayPal, and we'll get back to the show. Okay, Jay Russell says, Coach, my, my family hates white women. He says, my uncle, who I never met, had kids with a white woman and was completely alienated. He died, and nobody went to his funeral. And I, I was told my whole life that if I brought a white woman home, the same would happen to me. Man, that's sad. That's sad. I mean, that's, that's, that's pure racism. But um, like if we, if we found out, if, if, if black people found out that white women or men were told, if you ever bring a person of another race into here, we'll disown you, we would call that racist, but that's neither here nor there. But when we teach our kids that, we don't think it's racist. But I get it. I don't know what you're trying to preserve, but that's pure, flat out, unadulterated racism. <laughs> it's like, well. So anyway, it's a disgrace. And people teach this to young men. And this is how this is how black men look negatively against their even their own people. You're like, well, what, what are you doing here? Not only that, somebody said it's like that in the South. I know. I mean, this is this is why the America, America is the way it is. I know. Um, and I'll talk about demographics here in a minute. Um, and then some. Some families will move their kids, their boys out to the suburbs. And then the kid is nothing like their dad or nothing like their mom. And then be mad when that son chooses a white woman. This happened to Ricky Smiley. This happened to LeBron James. This happened to a lot of black male celebrities who were somewhat pro-black. But then they went to, you know, they're just kids, not kids. They're adolescents. I, I keep calling them kids. They're not kids. They're adolescents. They're young adults. They're going to do what they're going to do. If you're surrounded by 80% white people and you tell them racistly, no, you can't date that 80% of the white people I surrounded you around. You're like, what? The okay, I got to date from these three sisters over here. I got to pick from these three black women that go to my school. We're going to get to that in a minute. Yeah, LeBron James' son went through that. Remember he took that white flat back? Well, no, I can't put that. He took that wife flat back to the prom. Everybody went nuts. Jay Will is in the building. Coach, I'll hit you up in the new year for some private coaching sessions. Happy New Year to you and your family. Shout out to you, Jay Will, and we'll give you a co-sponsorship. I'm rich, bitch. All right, we ready to return back to the show. Sisters, you're getting close. All right, y'all can put down y'all burrito that you got from the vending machine and come back and listen to Coach here. Uh, San Antonio, Texas, I got to do this pre because this is going to be transitioning to the next topic. San Antonio, Texas is looking to attract some of you brothers and you Latino brothers out there. Uh, what are they doing? They're trying to reel you into San Antonio, Texas and come to the Tejas Rodeo and get you a gordita. Nothing like San Antonio, Texas. The home of the gordita. Hello. Come feel warm and welcomed in the authentic city of San Antonio. Discover a vibrant and exciting nightlife, magical and romantic places and spaces, and general charm that captivates you. Plan your warm winter adventure here so you can be wrapped in the warm embrace of a wrap you in my warm embrace. Yeah, hello. And I make it last Get forever, yes, babe. I catch a glimpse of heaven when you let me wrap you in. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, Rosalinda. 
Olga, Marissa, Metasol. All of them are there. All right, Patricia. Patricia. Patty. All of them are there. Look at these. They ready to go for us, mate. Hey, we ready. All the humanity. We can't wait to go down to San Antonio with all them big wide hips, boy, and all of that booty and belly, deli, belly, deli in here. Woo-wee. <laughs> San Antonio, here we go right there. All right. Hey, man, if y'all want to go down there, you got warm embraces. El Paso, Texas, San Antonio. If you've been showed and you looking for you a little five foot two, as wide as she is tall, you got them down in San Antonio, Texas. Oh my gosh, this is absolutely reprehensible, but I love it. So if y'all looking, man, they actually should look the whole San Antonio website, Business San Antonio. Come get you one. Brothers, they waiting for you. They waiting for you out there. Look at them. Yeah. Hey, the one in the middle, though, foldable as hell. Anyway, I thought we'd have a little fun. She can cook, too. Yeah, she can cook. They can cook. <laughs> and if you really want an authentic one, you go to Brownsville or Corpus Christi. You can go down a little bit further south. Brownsville, Texas. Get you a good one. Get you a good one. <laughs> All right, man, more than the 10 fingers. I saw some chunky fingers in there, too. I see them. I see them, girls. Hello. I'm going to right-click save that picture. As a matter of fact, here's what they think about you over there, brothers. You know, since most of my viewers or many of my many, uh, many of our viewers are brothers, um, check this out. Let's go ahead and play this video. This is a brother right here. He's going to talk to a Latina chick. Only fans, females be taken serious. Don't have only fans. I am stripper. You're a stripper? Yeah, of course. Do you like being dominated? Yeah, of course. I like money too much. Do you like men like choking you? I like black men. Okay, it's do you? Hey, look. Do you like eating ass? Let's be real. Anal sex? <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey. Hey, you say you. Hey, hold on. Hold on. Te Maria. Maria. Yo me amo Roberto. Maria. Okay. Do you only like black men? That's it? I like it. No más black men? No más. No Mexican? Me gustan trigreñitos así como tú. Sí. Ay. Ay. No me gustan los blancos, es la verdad. I like girls with curly hair. Yeah. Yeah. Qué, qué casualidad. Es <laughs> verdad. Oh yeah, uh, <laughs> yo, yo, she can do the nasty without no interrupts. She can do it like this. She can do it like that. I know she can handle it, baby. That's a fact. Oh, that's nice. She like, holy papa, hola papa, mama Cita is here for you, papi. All right, yeah, uh, yeah. Shout out to you, mama Cita. Anyway, yeah, she one of the nasty girls, brother. She do a whole bunch for two hundred pesos. Or 2,000 pesos. She'll do a whole bunch for you. <laughs> as, and as you guys know, she likes black men, but she also like money. Me like dinero. Too, he says mucho gusto. <laughs> too much money. OnlyFans females be taken serious. Don't have OnlyFans. I am stripper. You're a stripper? Yeah, of course. Do you like being dominated? Yeah, of course. I like money too much. <laughs> she said, I like money too much. She said, I like money too much. And uh, you know what? Uncle Earl said, oh, you like money too much? She says, I got something for that. Here comes the bankroll. Here comes. The digit would make it all happen right there. 
That's what make it happen. That's what make it happen. If a man want to know how to meet a nice woman, how you meet her? With this. <laughs> First damn word come out your mouth, I got money. <laughs> but those not respectable women. I don't want no respect. I want some ass. <laughs> Damn the respect. I want you to break down like a 12 gauge double bear shotgun and show me what you're working with. But don't you want commitment? What? Go who? You don't want to be committed. I'm committed to getting her to that bedroom and giving her what she needs. The best thing about Mama Sita here, man, she about five feet tall. She barely five feet. And she like money too much. I think she can help you brothers out. But unfortunately, the Simp Brigade is here. All right. Um, this person here it says black men are trying to find her IG and a couple right here. She likes black men because most worship non-black women. She's gorgeous. Um, somebody says I need her at a lot of guys right here. This is a guy says she is fine. This is a woman. She is fine and about her money. I love it. This guy, this guy says she's working and then um, says right here, leave her alone. She going to turn your world upside down. G. All right. Anyway, a lot of guys right there. Spanish people love us. We love y'all, too. All right. Anyway, every race loves black men. Black women don't have their op those options. No one's checking for Shaquita. Speaking of, let's get into it, sisters. Oh, man, this is the opportunity. This is the time you've been waiting for right now. Is dating outside your race really the answer to your problems? A lot of people are doing alternatives. Men are adjusting to Brie Folt's law. And since the Western world is collapsing right in front of our eyes, a lot of black men are choosing to go other ways and even other men of other races. And so are women of other races. We are in a melting pot. So we are moving into close to each other and people are exploring their options. I saw a nice tall Kaylee yesterday and she had an Asian boyfriend. Okay. It is what it is. So a lot of people are choosing to date outside their race. They don't look at racial issues the way we look at racial issues in the past. All right. Proximity is of importance of people choosing a mate. And not only proximity, you can reach out even further than that. So here's the deal. Let's talk about sisters. Uh, sisters, the way you have lost black men, and this is going to be vitally important for you to understand. And I'll tell a story after I tell the story. But people really underestimate the importance of the adolescent years. The adolescent years are vitally important. Many dating coaches will blame men for being hurt during their adolescence years and not recovering. Oh, you couldn't get no girls in high school and college. Well, the problem is when you're becoming an adolescent, this is an important time. Women are important in terms of how you perceive yourself or how you see other men getting sex versus how you're getting sex. A lot of times you just want to sniff some peace leave when you're in your adolescence. You just want to put your finger in it. Most men will never do it and they will see dudes that don't deserve it in their mind getting it. So, where black women lose black men is in this period of childhood. I know it's petty, but the years between 15 or maybe earlier, 14, and all the way up into the early and mid-20s is where black women lose the black men. Okay, not all of them, but this is where they get the biggest problems between the races, okay, between, between their men. Because during that year, during those years, black women do tend to, tend to, this is all going to be in general, tend to develop way earlier than many other races of women. 
So they develop maturity wise, meaning mentally they get a little bit of street knowledge. Their street knowledge capacity gets a lot of a lot higher. They tend to mess with. They tend to mess with men who are slightly older. So if the woman, the young black woman is 14, she's with the 16 year olds and 17 year olds. And this is this is typical of many races. But you will see women who are 14 dealing with 18 year old boys. And then when they're 16, they're dealing with 20 year old. Like it gets really bad, especially in places of the South and the Midwest. It gets really bad. Then they typically will go for the bad boys. The idea of the bad boys, it really gets exploited in that community. And then oftentimes a small percentage of men are dealing with a large percentage of women. It's on steroids and what we call the 80-20 rules. It's on steroids. Now, what tends to happen to the men who are left out, the men who are left out, they get abused slander-wise. I mean, slander to all hell. Unless that guy is willing to slander back, which is a very delicate line, which means argue back, call names back, that guy typically will be seen as, oh, he can handle me type of deal. Or he's like my play brother and play cousin with, with access to sex. But a lot of guys can't slander back. Sometimes the woman will get violent. I mean, guys, this is all true. I know people are mad. Guys that slander black women back will face the hive mindset of women, and he'll have to fight that woman. He'll have to literally fight her. Over time, he'll realize it's not worth fighting because he looks like an asshole anyway. So he won't do this. And I'm talking about early years, 13, 14, 15, 16. Many of these young black men are what we call late bloomers. So they are late in their development in terms of their, their financial development. So, yes, they'll be ashy and they'll have bad shoes and they won't have the right gear. Guys, and, and a lot of that will happen early on and they will get slaughtered early, not just slaughtered in the pickings. They'll get slaughtered and laughed at and demoralized and so forth and so on. And he has no recourse. If he if he fights back, he hit a woman, the simp brigade. Black men tend to be overwhelmingly self-enforcers. They'll protect this woman. So there's a lot of bullshit that happens during those years. Many times during these years, these people will have these black women will have babies or pregnancies with drug dealers and and simp enforcers and basketball players and football players. They will they will have these men babies 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, or they'll have um, exploitive sex and we'll know it. It's no hiding it. There will be no hiding it from the 60 to 70 percent of men who are out. Right. It's right there in front of our face. The twerking, the mad disrespect, the fighting, the slander. It's crazy. Now, somebody said, don't forget the felons. So the whole Pookie Ray Ray Tyrone thing is true. And some guys become Pookie Tyrone and Ray Ray, either with black women and they'll say, well, you just ain't that dude and you don't have game. Or... Those guys will go to other races of women and they'll be Pookie, Tyrone, and Ray Ray to the other races of women. They won't deal with black women at all. Okay. That will leave you there dealing with it. Now, what tends to happen after that? Let's talk about the after effect. Right around the ages of 20, 21, 22, these guys obviously, due, due to loyalty, due to people intimidating them to date black women, they'll tend to want to date these black women out of, you know, hey, I'll take you out on a date. I want to I have fun with you. Unfortunately, this is where black women tend to lose black men. They'll start finessing these men. So at first, they don't want to deal with you. Then when they have no other choice, they'll deal with you and then get piped down by 
baby boy character, but they'll let you take them out on dates. And then you'll go out and take them out on a nice date with your last bit of money. And they'll laugh at you and finesse you. <laughs> right? They'll laugh at you and make it a joke. Or they'll say you're at the nightclub. You find a group of table of black women that say, I went out with all black women and black men were there. You show up. Hi, ladies. How you doing? My name is Goofy. My name is Goofy. Uh, my name is Goofy Carlton. Hey, Carlton, how you doing? Get away from here. Oh, no, baby. I went. And then you try your best to be introducing yourself. And then what they'll say is, look, all right, Carlton, if you want to talk to me, buy my whole table of girls drinks. <laughs> okay. Mm. Buy my whole table of girl drinks. So you're dumb. You don't realize it. You wet behind the ears. You're just trying to get in there. You buy your whole girl. You buy the whole table drinks. And then they laugh at you. They finesse you. <laughs> now, this shit goes on, and I'm just letting you guys know. Letting you guys know. This shit goes on from age sometimes 12, 13, but 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. For some men, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25. That shit goes on for a full decade or more when that guy just wants something. He just wants a little bit. He just wants a scratch behind the ear. He just wants a scratch behind the ear. He's like, just, just. <laughs> he just wants to get just a little bit of just acceptance. Not only that, he has female relatives that he, he hears doing this shit to men. He's sitting there dumb and his older sisters are talking about finessing dudes out there. And you're like, damn. You just want a little bit of stank on your finger. You sitting around. Yeah, that brother's starving. You just want just a little bit of approval. Now, what tends to happen is before 20, 30 years ago, it was difficult for that man to be just openly, well, I'm going to just go to a different race of women. I'm going to just get my passport. That wasn't open for a vast majority of black men, right? That was not an option. But then sooner or later, those things started to become an option. And you'd have to face a little bit of problems here. Now I'll get into the other races of women. They're not all perfect either. But for those who want to know, a decade of that, it's going. It's it, a game is not going to change it. That guy's already had too many negative experiences. Telling him to just date black women is not going to happen. He's like, I've, I've done this shit before. There's some other women, and I'll just tell you, when I was going into my adolescence, I moved from the Midwest to the West Coast. And I'll show you the demographics of where I moved, just so you can get an idea. When I started going into my fifth grade, sixth grade years, the first women that put in a bid for me, there were actually, I was in a summer camp at YMCA. My mother dropped me off there because she was focusing on her career. There, the, the two, there were two women that fought over me on the first day of YMCA camp. And you know the race of those women? A white girl and a and a Mexican girl, right? They were going at it over me. Oh, I want them. I want them. They fought over me for weeks. I didn't even know what to do. I was like, what's going on? Those were the first two people. Sisters were just eh, ignore, ignore, ignore. I had two women, two young girls. Um, and this is in your early stages of acceptance. A white girl and a Mexican girl. That's who was going after me. And that tended to be the trend all the way through end of elementary school, middle school, high school, and so forth. Let me show you what happens here, um, especially where I lived. This is the area. Uh, let, me, let me show you this first. Let me show you this first. 
okay. So later on in high school, so uh, my early parts of uh, high school, my first high school, I went to a school called Hawthorne, and it's pretty much overwhelmingly Hispanic today, but it was a uh, pretty much split Hispanic, blacks, and whites. It was very much a melting pot. But my later points of high school, 16, 17, 18, sorry, 15, 16, 17, 18, were in a place where this was the demographics. All right, this is the demographics of the city that I lived in. All right, you got less than 1% blacks, mostly whites. All right, this is the first time I heard of what a Jewish person was. So it was overwhelmingly Jewish. This area is between Calabasas and Thousand Oaks. So Calabasas was a cowboy town with uh, some rich mansions and hidden hills before it was the celebrity oasis as it is today. But this was my demographics. All right, this was my demographics. Overwhelmingly, as you can see here, if you divide this and try to figure out the race of women that are there, this is what I'm seeing on a daily basis. All right, right here. Okay, and eventually then it led into, this was my high school demographic, 74% white, 13% Hispanic, 7% Asian. Where are the blacks? Right here, 1%. Okay, 1%. When I went to college, this is the college makeup demographics right here. Hispanic largely, whites and blacks made up 5% of my university college right there. That's, that's, my, that's my university. All right, Cal State Northridge, shout out to you. Okay, shout out to you. As a matter of fact, Cal State universities have been known to struggle with black enrollment and graduating blacks. So that's how low the black, although a lot of people tend to go there, they don't graduate. So I don't know what it is. I think it's more those schools are commuter schools. So they don't have a college, tend to not have a college environment. And people go there and they drop in and drop out. So that's typically what happens there. So my experience is overwhelmingly living in Southern California. Okay have been mostly Latina and white. Now, I did have a period where I went back and forth and lived in some, some areas where it was overwhelmingly black. Specifically, I went to high school for one year uh, back in the Midwest. And uh, the neighborhood that I lived in was a working class black neighborhood in, in, um, in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And mostly blacks. Mostly everybody I saw was black, but I, I was bused to school to a white school. Shout out to Greendale High School. Shout out to Greendale High School in, in Wisconsin. So I went there for a year, and then I went back to California, back with my mother. Now, on the bus, I dealt with exclusively blacks. There were the exclusively black kids that got bused to the white community. Now, at that point, I'm dealing with black women, age 14, 15 years old. Okay, brothers, that was a lesson. <laughs> that was a lesson and I ain't never going back to this group of people because those lessons that I learned there was it chased me away. It chased me away. I was like, these people treat us. Not only do they treat black men that are below the, the below the qualification point, they treat all black men like that. They treat all black guys like that. Like even the ones who feel like, uh, okay, I know how to get over on her. I'll just argue with her back. That toxic relationship love, that toxic love where the guy figures it out. Oh, I know how to treat you and I'll just argue back and I'll snap back and I'll yell at you and I'll, I'll yell back at you. That toxic shit. Those guys do well with black women because for some reason that works. <laughs> I don't know what it is. For some reason, the woman then sees, oh, he's he's toxic enough to deal with me. <laughs> then they they work like magic. But for the first 10 years when they're in their 15s and their 20s, they're beating each other up. They're in domestic violation court. They're, they're cheating on each other. They're crashing cars, driving down the freeways in the streets after each other. 
right? But it works. And the guy will think he has game. But what he's doing is he's matching her toxic behavior with toxic behavior. He's fighting fire with fire and he qualifies. The guys that don't fight fire with fire end up going, let me find out another option. Let me go another option and he'll find another way. Typically is he'll date outside of his race. Okay. That's what he'll do. And now it's getting to the point where he'll go fly out of the country. That's how bad it is. And this is specifically for men who live in primarily black communities. So they'll go, what do I do? I'm stuck. I'm in Atlanta and I have no other choice. I can't go see Kaylee because Kaylee's father is going to shoot me with his shotgun. Okay. So what do I do now? So their only option is to go overseas. If you're on the West Coast, you have way much many more options. You don't have to go overseas unless you're looking to get married. Then the traditionalism doesn't work anyway. Anyway, so I, yeah, somebody says he cares about me. There's women who say that he cares about me. If he argues with me, if he puts up my shit, if he can handle me, if he beats me, if we fight, he cares about me. Unfortunately, that's talk. That's a lot of toxic behaviors of young black women. And a lot of men get turned off of that shit at an early age, a very early age, a very early age. I'm talking about early teens, mid teens, late teens, and they don't want to put up with that shit anymore. I know there's some 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 people. Um, I know there's some black women that are going, well, not all are like that. Unfortunately, that that could be the case. That could be some sort of generalization. But not only are you might not be like that, it's hard to then distinguish when you are not like that. Like you don't stand out when you're not like that. To find a one that is not like that, that doesn't. Asso- oh, here's here's another thing. You may not not be like that, but you associate with women like that. So you're oftentimes in the collective circle of women like that. Like you're in that group. It's not that far. You're not that far removed from that group. You might have a cousin, a relative. You might have your homegirls. You're in that group. You're in that group. And, and you might say you're not like Tamika, but I see you hanging out with Tamika. You know what I mean? So guys just avoid. There are some guys tend to avoid. And then the worst thing that happens is if that guy gets to a racial, racially, what you would say, say, diverse community or the community starts to get diverse, that guy will venture out and he'll never go black. He'll never go back to black women. If you really wanted to know the truth about the dynamics between why black men tend to Avoid black women. That is going to be the 100% true without putting you down. I didn't mention your attitude. I didn't mention the fact that you might be obese in certain areas of the country. I didn't mention the fact that you wear fake hair. I didn't mention all of the stuff that you don't want to mention. But if you want to know the truth, that's the truth. Anyway, with that being said, let's talk about the other races of women. <laughs> okay, let's talk about what happens to a lot of other men. Um, What, what? What guys will then do, unfortunately, when they're looking out and seeking other races of women, we're going to talk about white men doing the same thing. They tend to do the same thing as well, where they'll go many times with Asian women. Okay, what tends to happen is you're looking for something that is similar to what you like in qualities physically to your race of women, but different behavioral wise. And you will choose that type of woman who looks like what you are used to, but the behaviors will be slightly different enough for you to get sucked in. 
And then when you get sucked in, you just realize that's just a different color version of the woman you're trying to avoid. Very rarely are you able to escalate in class enough for the behaviors to change. And you will just pick a black, a white woman that looks and acts like a black woman, which is going to be an L. Do not do it. Okay. If you're going to date outside of your race, go jump classes, jump a whole different class. Don't get a white girl or a Mexican girl that functions as a sub substitute black woman, <laughs> right? She got the grill. She twerks. Um, you know, she smokes weed and black and miles. She wears her hair. She gets her hair cut like MC light. Don't get that type of Latino. Don't get that version. If you're a white guy that likes Asian women, don't get the white version. Don't get the stay at home mom version of the Asian woman. Right. You guys got to find a different way. Jump the class, jump whatever right there. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, she smokes you because then what happens is you realize that typically in her effort to mimic what you are trying to mimic, she'll date guys that are just as toxic. And all you're doing is falling right in line. And under overwhelmingly, she'll say something like this. She'll say something like this. You ain't no real black man. You ain't no real black man. And you're sitting there like, wait a minute. Your Latina or your white chick or your Asian chick, boom, Quisha, just called you an Uncle Tom. <laughs> you're like, well, hold up, wait a second. Hold up for a second. I'm the only black person in the room here. I ain't no real black man. Mm. Like dudes that go to Dominican Republic, they go to Colombia and they date. Black women that speak Spanish. <laughs> like That's the only thing distinguishing the difference between the woman you left with your passport with and then when you touch down, the only difference is that woman speaks Spanish, not English. Every other thing is the exact same quality. Mm. Same thing with, with Brazil. I'm like, what in the hell? Why did you go over there? You went over there to get the Spanish-speaking version of what you just left. <laughs> what the hell is going on here? We need to damn. We need to damn get some shit. She live in the same barrios. She live in the same neighborhood. She got the same music, same damn attitude, same everything. She just be like Kayonda. She just say Kalo K. Same everything. Why the hell you left? And that's what you got. Mm. Same thing in Thailand. Y'all go to Thailand and y'all get the black. The fat black Thailand girls. Like, what are we doing? And then you got the nerve. You got the nerve to come over here and say these black women are overweight. When I'm seeing you over there with chunky Thailand girls and Filipinos, Filipinas, that's a. <laughs> that ain't no sneak this. That's the truth. People say I'm sneak dissing. No, I'm not. That's not a sneak this. I see the videos. I'm looking at the videos. I'm like, no, 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 dude, you left, you left. All you got was a Spanish speaking version of black woman. It's the substitute teacher. So anyway, that's not a sneak disc. That's an observation. That's a description. That ain't no sneak disc. <laughs> Same thing with, yeah, y'all go get. No, wait, sneak disc. That's a direct description. That's not a sneak disc. I said it, what I said. That's what you're doing. How's that a sneak disc? That's a description. 
uh, the script, a sneak disc would be like, there's some guys that fly overseas. That would be a sneak disc. A description is not a diss. And that you can take it or leave it until I see you date somebody that don't look like Boomquisha and Sasquisha and Stragnesha that speak Spanish. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> All right, anyway. Oh, I've never been overseas. Here we go. Yep, I've never been overseas. Here we go. He's never been overseas. In fact, I have. I've actually described every place that I've been. He's never been overseas. No, I haven't been to the mud holes that you go to. Oh, shit. Just because you go to mud holes that I don't tend to want to go to. I haven't been to the mud holes that you go to. I've been to actual good places. <laughs> See, don't come in here with that bullshit. So you ain't never been to the mud holes I've been to. Don't start that bullshit with me. I ain't here to play. Okay. I don't go for the uh <laughs> the mud holes you go to. Oh shit. See, that's how you get me, man. That's how you get me. Don't just just because you want me to go to the same places you go to. Nah, we ain't doing that shit. So you never been to Oakland. Why would I go? Why would I go? You trying to tell me I ain't been to the Oakland version of the places you pick up women. I don't want to go there. I live in Southern California. <laughs> I don't want to go to Oakland. That's what that's what you sound like when you say I ain't never been overseas. No, I haven't been to the places that you pick up women because why? Because <laughs> I don't want to go there. I've been into the many, I've been to all of these little places, and I'm like, these people are not for me. But anyway, I call it like it is. You can be pissed and get your panties in a bunch if you want. But this is no direct, this is no sneak diss. I'm telling you how black men get in trouble trying to go get other races. I'm trying to solve your problems. Because listen, look, look, there's a guy who just did this. And I swear to God, he's one of the most well-known guys that do this. I think he lived in the South. He went over, he inter I watched it. He interviewed. A woman, I, I, and I'm not trying to diss him. Look, he's a guy. <laughs> he's a guy that went over, and this is what I'm saying. You're trying to solve your problems, but you're creating more problems. He went over there. He found a beautiful woman, Afro-Latina, interviewed her. This woman literally was everything American black woman was. everything but she spoke portuguese she was a single mother she had a tattoo on her neck <laughs> she was strong and independent i was like what the fuck mm. she was older than 30 i'm like bruh see this is what i'm talking about because what's happening is you you're trying to leave black women behind but then you sucked in exactly the Portuguese speaking version of black women. Do you want me to go there? That's what you want me to go. That's what you, that's your solution. Guys, you better figure this shit out real fast. What your solution is you want a traditional woman. Stop trying to go get booty Queens. Cause booty Queens are the same, whether they here or somewhere else. Listen closely. Uh, uh, pogs, pogs. And this doesn't have to do with passport bros now, but pogs are the exact same things of what you're trying to run away for it from they're low quality women so you like fat women you like thick women so you go get a fat white girl and then she's the exact same attitude as the black women you leaving 
It's the same thing. It's a substitute teacher. And you're trying to find solutions. And I'm here to tell you as a veteran. And if you want to take this as a sneak disc, go ahead. There's something wrong with what you're doing because what you're not acknowledging is female nature is female nature. Higher rank, higher rung women are higher rung women. Lower quality fruit women are lower. I don't care where you go. I don't care if you go to the suburbs and you get the worst low hanging fruit suburban white woman you could go get. I don't care if you go to uh, the barrios of New York. You go to the South Bronx and you say to hell with these black women. I'm going to go get Latinas from South Bronx. Same thing. Is you're going to deal with the same thing. I'm sorry. So dating, just, just changing the dynamic, but not changing the quality of people you're looking for, it's going to put you in the same boat. Now they're going to look better. They're going to have better quality or they're going to be passive aggressive. At best, you're getting passive aggressive and you're trading aggressive for passive aggressive. This is the thing about nature. The nature of women, no matter where you're going. The woman just happens to be um, doesn't have available uh, the whatever the resources are available to be aggressive towards you. Not only that, if she is aggressive towards you, you'll accept it. Now, that's where I have another problem because you'll think it's cute. You'll think it's cute. I'll look at her being aggressive. But if a black woman was doing it, you'd be calling around. Look at these aggressive black women. <laughs> and you're going, wait a minute. Hold, hold on for a second. You left aggressiveness, but you don't realize that that aggression that she's showing is somewhat real. You'll think it's cute because maybe you'll be bigger than her. You can intimidate her. You can put her back in her place and she won't carry on that aggression for a longer period of time. But she's just as aggressive, but it's sneaky. It's a passive aggressiveness that they play onto you where you just don't see it coming. And then when it starts coming, then you're going to get hit. I think for specifically for black guys, when you're dealing with races of other, other women, and I've done this, the aggression, the end game is always the same. The nature is always the same. It's just a matter of do you want it up front or behind? Do you want it up front? Do you want a woman that's up front with you with aggression? Or do you want it to be sneaky and passive aggressive? That's what it boils down to. And I think I'm just telling you as, a, as, as people, some women are willing to play the long game. Some women up front, particularly if you're dealing with Asian women, they're passive aggressive behind closed doors. You ain't got to go upset. You don't got to go overseas to figure that out. Their passive aggressiveness tends to be behind closed doors and with their circle. By the time you figure it out, they then came and full circled you. By the time you figure it out, you then moved in their whole family. You're supporting their family and means and <laughs> you're supporting their families and they figured out the long game of how to treat you. Oh, I have you guys ever dealt with. Women of other races that do sales or they work in restaurants or they work in industries and it'll be super nice. You'll have a waitress and she's a Latina or a white girl. She's a, a Asian woman. She'll be super nice. Now you think she's nice because of who she is. And you're like, man, how come sisters can't be like that? But you don't only realize that she has a means to you're a means to an end. And she realizes that she doesn't have to roll her eyes like she does at the soul food restaurant. At the soul food restaurant, she can roll her eyes and say to hell with you ninjas. Okay, but over here, they'll treat you nice just to get to 
And then all of a sudden you'll say these women are nicer. But you don't realize they know how to get the bag at the end of the day and they'll do whatever they need. When they go back behind the closed doors, when they go back behind where you don't see them, they're just as annoyed with you as the other woman. Anyway. Yep, they'll hit you with the eye roll once they go behind that closed door. You don't know it. They'll be like, I guess I got to put up with this. <laughs> I gotta, I'll got i put up with it. Sooner or later, you're moving in their parents. Sooner or later, you're buying them a house in the Philippines, in Thailand, because you can't own property there. Sooner or later, you're paying. You're doing the exact same thing you tried to avoid over here. It's all the same game. I think the critical thing that you must do is you need to change dynamically who you're dealing with. And many times, it's class. Class. You need to go upwards in class, which comes with its own sorts of problems. Own sorts of problems. And we could talk about the class thing as well. But this ain't no diss. Guys, you're talking about a guy. Yeah, I, I, I love when guys try to act like I'm ignorant or something. Ah, you never been. Trust me. <laughs> I've been around here a long time. I've traveled a lot of places. I've been out of the seas. I've been overseas. I've been to great places overseas. I've been to some of these places that are third world countries. I've been. I might not have been to the exact place you've been, but I've been around the world and I, I, I. Don't try to act like because you went somewhere, I haven't, I don't know it. That's that's actually a strategic strategy that a woman would use. I've been around this world. I've been traveled more than you. Okay, but with that being said, this is apply to all people. No, it doesn't apply to all people. But you got to have a situation where you're understanding a woman is a woman. A woman is a woman, and she's out for the same thing no matter what. They want the opportunity to be able to get what they can out of you. And if they got to play the role long enough, they will play the role. They will play the role long enough if they need to. Some have to play the role longer. Some don't want to play the role at all, and they'll tell you what it is up front. This is about resources, and this is about what she provides feminine-wise. Beyond that, it is what it is. <laughs> Beyond that, it is what it is. But I think for men, especially our melanated men, I think the one understanding we have to have and if I, I'm only trying to help you, this is not to make fun of you. The one understanding we have to have is if you don't have experiences with other races of women, it will show. And it will show when you just say, oh, these women are more feminine. That, that right there tells me that you lack experience. <laughs> and then the second indicator is you choose exactly the version of the black women you're trying to avoid when you get to where you at. That, to me, Shows you are inexperienced. You choose pog white women when you live in the Midwestern city. Oh, I ain't dating these women. Then you get a pog white woman. I'll go, what the hell did you do? She got a tattoo on her titty. Just because she makes you popcorn chicken and then, then the black women didn't doesn't mean you came up. <laughs> Does it just because you went over to uh, Brazil and and uh, she's a little more feminine and uh, but she looks like the exact version with the exact same problem, the exact same belt. One more thing. Do you realize what do you realize what the single mother rate is of other these some of these places they're telling you to go? OK, and this is not a diss. Do you realize the single mother rate? This is one thing that we need to tell. Them. Do you know the single mother rate? Here, look. Passport, bro. Go, coach going in without the facts. The, hold on for a second. <laughs> hold on for a second. 
It just act like I got to go to mud holes with their ass. Hold on for a second. <laughs> All right, hold on for a second. Let, let's pull it up. It's more hope strategy. Guys, I don't care who you are or what group you identify yourself with. I don't care about your hope strategy. I don't care about your bullshit. Okay. Don't hope strategy me with no shit. Okay. <laughs> Male trigger. This is some more feminine emotional bullshit. I'm giving you facts and you're telling me there's no facts. Hold on for a second. And I'm, and I'm, I, I, listen, I wasn't ready to show you, but look. Philippines, Philippines is 50% single mother rate. Let me, let me find it. 50%. Well over 50%. Here it is. Somebody says 70%. Let me see here. Let's go in. 14, 15, 15 million single parents. 15 million single parents. 95% are women meaning not 95% single mother rate. So one of the criticisms, one of the criticisms of American women is that they're single mothers. But they got 15 million over there. What? We can't, listen, at that point, you can't criticize black women for being uh, um, single mothers. Not only that, many of them get married and have these babies young. Let me see if I can pull it up. More than half of babies born to unwed mothers, more than half, 54% of the total registered live birth in 2018 were born out of wedlock. 54%. 54%. And this wasn't supposed to be a di uh, some sort of criticism of passport bros. It wasn't. This is, a this is a criticism of guys using a hope strategy. You're, you're trying to say this group of women are bad. These group of women are better. Okay, 54% Philippines. Okay, hold on for a second. Okay, we got um, this one, and I don't know how accurate it is. You can use your own facts and details. You see this right here? Now, this, this is just one. I'll show you another one. See this right here? 84% of Columbia's children are born out of wedlock. That might not be accurate. 84%? 84%? All right. Yeah, go, look, they making videos of me right now. 84%? Okay. So what, 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 what we got to look at it. If I say going out of the country, if I say, if I say um, choosing another race of women, but they doing the exact same thing, what are we doing? It's more and more hope strategy. And a lot of guys go over there and they're not telling you they dating single mothers. And I'm like, why did you go all the way there? Okay, same thing with white women. You guys come over here, you leave black women, you go to white women, and then they be single mothers. And then you criticize the black woman single mother rate. 
Come on. What, what are we doing there? Hold on for a second. And then you say, why did you trade that? Let me see here, right here. It says right here. They're saying Thailand, 40%. I'll get the accurate, accurate detail. But these are the places that, they, that, that they're saying here. Okay, listen. You can get your feelings hurt. I, I just tell the truth. I don't care who you are. I don't care who you are. Okay, y'all can make y'all videos and cut your videos if you want. You can act like me, me not touching down in these places is making the difference. Go ahead. I'm just telling you, it's a hope strategy to say this because you're essentially not correcting the problem, which is you. You might be the problem, meaning, and I've learned this myself, the selection that I was making was the problem. The selection I was making was the problem. I mean, I was trying to keep saying things over here that I like physically and put it on this group of people, and it's not going to work. So, I listen, I tell I, I and I, I, if I wanted to, I'll show you the video of the video that I was looking at, the several videos, and I was like, same problems. And essentially, when you encounter the problems, you're going to realize it's what you're selecting. Anyway. He ain't never been. He ain't never been. All right. When I go places, I actually go places that I'm actually going to enjoy as opposed to doing something like that and then encountering the same problems. You encounter the same problems based on what you're choosing. And I can pull up videos if I want. All right. Anyway. Let's see here. Let's do some super chats. And where are we at? The 220 mark? I'm sure a lot of brothers go be mad. He says, I try to tell them. They go be mad as hell. I don't give a damn. And this is not, this is, I don't give a damn. Shout out to Myron. Not that Myron. Where can I find that marriage clip with Danielle? It's hilarious. Who is Danielle? Who is Danielle? Uh, Enigma says, coach sisters are ready. He says they got their heels and their hands ready to hit you in the milk dove for speaking your truth. And I spoke the truth on everybody's side. So you guys was ready when I was giving the facts on sisters. But then when I started talking about y'all, y'all wasn't ready. All right, AJT, I'm headed to San Antonio for the Royal Rumble next month. I'll be on the lookout for some of them. Gorditas, he says. Free agent lifestyle for life. All right, Prince Sue says, last time I talked to my 19-year-old cousin, I told her, not to get pregnant, but her baby daddy's in jail for stealing catalytic converters and thefts. Mm. Wow. Domain Stickums, did you marry a sister even though you preferred others? No, I did not. I would never marry. Well, not only would I never marry again, but um, I would have never married a black woman. <laughs> I mean, there's no chance in hell. I mean, they're the most divorced. So you're basically rolling the dice, especially on the West Coast. So anyway, I know I know that hurts. Again, it's more truth. A lot of guys don't want truth. Black women do not make good marriage mates, especially when it's a low percentage of black women in the area. Even when it's high, they don't make good marriageable mates. They're the most divorced. So I don't know. There's no way in hell. I think the dynamics between, and sisters, y'all can correct this if you want. You can correct this if you want. And this typically happens, typically with brothers in general, but they pedestalize the woman so much that they put her in the authority driver's seat. Like everything seems to be functioning around them. 
And so black women look like they're more dominant than black men, or sorry, they feel like they're more dominant than black men. So black men oftentimes have to emasculate themselves. And typically this happens when black men choose certain white women. When you choose certain white women, that white woman knows she has the authority over you and she'll use it. She'll use it. Most of the time, if you're not ready, she'll catch you off guard. She would be nice and then she's not nice. And they can go from hot to cold really quickly. She's nice to you. And then as soon as it's time to switch, she looks at you and she knows she has authority over you. How many times have, um, I don't know, brothers, have you guys dated? Have you dated other women of other race? I think more or less, they'll tell you when they have the authority over you. They'll tell you. White women specifically will let you know. Where's that picture? White women, when you date white women, they'll specifically let you know that they got some sort of authority over you in many ways, particularly if something comes up about election and voting. They'll make sure, what? You're not going to vote this way? The lefty women, lefty white women, they'll let you know that they got authority over you. And they basically will drag you around if you let them. So, um, you got to be careful when you when you choose over there. I would say overwhelmingly. <laughs> Look, somebody said pro blacks mad at, at at CGA, dude. Just about everybody's mad at me at this stream. Just about everybody who who didn't get hit today, <laughs> who didn't get hit. So if you got hit and you are over there uh, wounded by CGA today and you mad, dude, everybody got some today. Even I got some. Everybody got some. Yeah. Oh, Chelsea Handler and Fifty Cent. Chelsea, Chelsea Handler, 50 Cent. Guys, if you think that dynamic only exists with Chelsea Handler and 50 Cent, where she tried to put 50 Cent in her place, bruh, that's a dynamic when you go over to suburban white women, that dynamic, it never goes away. They got authority over you, and they will, boom. They'll hit you with it. And they'll hit you with it eight years later, five years later. They won't hit you with it up front, but they'll hit you with it. Especially when you're not ready. And the, the key... The key way they get you when you're not ready is they don't, they're not aggressive. They're not aggressive towards you. They don't act aggressive. They don't act hostile. They don't confront you. They're not combative. And they'll use it as sneak. Put you in your place. They'll sneakily put you in your place. They'll say things like, I mean, do you really think that's possible? They'll, they'll do things where they'll completely talk down to you. And it's very passive. Or they'll say things like, you've never been to, you've never traveled, <laughs> right? That's a passive aggressive attack. You mean, you've never traveled. That's the way, that's a passive aggressive way to say, you don't know what you're talking about. And that's a passive aggressive way that they'll use against you. And you'll let it go 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 until she pulls you in. And then she really whips out that card. Um, let's see here. Somebody says, still get your passports and travel. Yep. I've never said that. Matter of fact, my book preceded passport bros in which I said, get your passports and travel. Okay. So I've said that in 2018 in my book. So a lot of times people think I'm taking a swipe or changing what I said. I never said that. <laughs> and actually in the book, it, de it describes what you should do with that. But if you're looking for a hope strategy, I don't know, man. I hate to break your hearts. I hate to break your heart. 
All right. There's a lot of guys that have been there heartbroken going overseas, particularly white men going to get Eastern European women. I know white dudes that went to go get Asian women. They brought their ass back. So that's why I love it that guys are going over there and they're staying over there. Do not bring them back over here. A lot of white dudes with lonely hearts and hope strategy went to Eastern Europe to get models and they got railroaded. Some of them dudes came up missing. Some of them dudes saw their Eastern European wife getting piped down by Tyrone, the personal trainer. If that hurts your feelings, I don't know what to tell you, but some of you guys are really sensitive when it comes to this conversation. But the conversation must be had. There has to be something where you don't have the perfect strategy, but you should travel, get your passport, travel. Okay, Domain Stickum says, uh, oh, United, United, is it United States or United States of Clips, coach? I was 21 and a cute church girl, black girl told me that I was too nice for her. He says, not arguing or telling her to shut up. A few years later, she was looking for me, but it was too late. It was hard in my teenage years. It was hard in their teenage years. Guys, that's why, ladies, listen, ladies of the black community, you guys are choosing, you guys are very hard on your men early on. Uh, for some reason, you think men should be established at 17. <laughs> Sisters think they are men should be established at 17. Oh, you 17? You don't have your home house? You don't have a 401k? And typically, and typically sisters tend to get established earlier. But let's just be honest. Your establishment amounts to doing the bare minimum. I'm just going to let you know. We're, we're calling it like it is. You're, uh, what will happen is she'll be 17, 18, 19, 20. She'll get a job as a bank clerk, whereas little Pookie or little DeRay Ray or little Dexter will never get a job as a bank clerk. They'll get a job as a bank clerk in high school, out of high school work study, because for some reason, the banks trust you. And then you'll get a job. You'll be making 25K. You'll have a Nissan Ultima payment. You'll be a dental hygienist. You'll be getting off a good start in life. And by the time you're age 22, you've paid your bills and have a checking account. Well, you, the black male version of you is not even there yet. He's not even there yet. He shouldn't be expected to be here. And of course, because he's not there yet, He's a loser. He's dusty. He's broke. If you give him time, give him time, he'll be there. If you become what you would call the backbone to his growth, he'll be there. But unfortunately, these women aren't patient enough. They're doing the bare minimum and celebrating themselves, and they're getting impregnated by other men. You know what I mean? And then after that, it's a disaster. Then all of a sudden, she's trying to play catch up. Then the guy leaves her, abuses her, beat her up. Ladies, if you've been in an abusive relationship for five years, I don't have any sympathy for you. That's a choice. Then he'll get beat up. She'll be, I was in an abusive relationship for five years. Sounds like a choice. Go cry to somebody else. I'm not taking you in because I'm not a rest haven for you. Neither am I taking in that uh, snotty nose crumb snatcher that you got with you. So when guys say that, they get offended. Why these black men won't take me in? Look, <laughs> you forgot about me. From age 12 all the way up to 30. Now I'm supposed to take you in. No. Guys don't want to do that. Because guys can now travel. Guys can now go to suburbs. Guys can now go to Ling Ling or go to the barrio. And it's sad then that if black women think that's a step down. 
that says a lot about you. It doesn't say a lot about the women that you perceive these men to be stepping down with. You're going to choose these dirty feet women in the Philippines. If they think that's better than what you provide, that's a testimony about you. That's not a testimony about the men and what they're selecting. It's sad. It's sad. I mean, it's sad. Shout out to. <laughs> oh, man. Or if they go with an overweight white woman, she's 268 pounds. And then she's like, you could have at least chosen an attractive black white woman. You're like, well. I mean, what are my other options on this side? Red Pill Jedi, I grew up in central Mississippi in a predominantly black area in the 90s to the early 2000s. And everything you said was on nothing but the truth. Okay, And not every black guy is going to be as toxic as the rest. And the toxic guys are thinking they have game. You're just toxic. <laughs> All right, Just so you know, you just put up with a lot of bullshit. It's not game. You're just willing to argue. You're just willing to. And not only are you willing to argue, you're willing to argue about bullshit. Now, let's really be truthfully about what you're arguing with and standing up against when you're, I can put women in their place. You're, you're arguing over stuff that will never matter to you. And I think they're inherently guys that don't put up with toxic behavior know this. And they go, why would I argue with a woman over this constantly? See, it happens. <laughs> All right, Derek Choice says another young brother about the fumble, the bag over a woman. Javante Davis is a boxer superstar that got baited into an argument with his baby mom. Then she called the police on him and got him arrested for domestic violation. A typical move that would happen on people who are toxic. This is toxic bullshit. All right, some men like to deal with toxic nature of, of immature people. Not just immature women, immature people. But it's sad. Javante is his name. JC says, uh, my daughter's mom is Vietnamese and she tells me, wait, she tells me her and the grandmother talk bad about me in their language when I'm not around. They all have an angle. If you guys don't think that's happening, <laughs> God, that's female nature. So if I go somewhere and I can't speak the language, which I encourage you, at least learn the language. If you go somewhere and you do not speak the language, they are going to talk so much shit behind your back. <laughs> I mean, this is what women talk. Look, they're going to talk. I mean, I know guys, are, they're going to these places and they're like, oh, these women are submissive. Dude, when you're there, you're sitting right there and they talking cash shit about you. And you're telling me that this is not happening They talking about you right in your grill. And one more thing, a lot of the, uh, you know, the woman you're with, uh, this is just interracial in general, not just traveling. The woman you're with might like you and be fine dating you. Her family, not all of them are not. Not all of them are on board. I don't care if you're in America. I don't care if you're, it, just is just a history lesson. Not all of them are on board with you. So, you dating a white woman or a Latina chick, if you're dating a Latina chick and you're a brother, or if you're a white man, you're dating an Asian woman. It doesn't matter. If, you, if you're American and you're dating women overseas, not all of them are on board with you. So the girl is cool with you, 
But they tend to, and this is true of all women outside of America, they have big families. They got cousins coming out of the woodworks and aunts and relatives and mothers and whole extended ass families. You think that your girl, your girl is saying good things, but behind the scenes, the family is tearing your ass up. Or they're figuring out how to use your use your ass. I, I, I know people don't. You you're hoping this is not true. Yes, your girl is tra traditions, tradition, tradition and submissive, but the family's not. <laughs> the family is not. They ain't on board. Her mama's not on board. The mama hates you. The mama looks at you as, in, you know, the mama might be looking at you like you're a means to an end or uh, how we going to stab this dude in the back? How we going to poison him? I hate him. He's he's getting over on you. He's rich. He could buy us a house. He needs to take care of us. Are we discussing this part? Because this happens in America, too. You're a black man. You go date white women. She's cool with you, but her family, not all of them are on board. And I'm going to tell you this. The ones that you think are on board, they're not on board. The ones you think are cool with you, the cousin, the uncle, the grandma that comes up. Oh, hi, Mr. Ninja. And she pats you on the back. She give you that fake ass hug. She talking the most shit behind your back. The, the cousin, the she talking, the, she stirring the pot behind the, your back. You think she cool with you and she's stirring the pot. I know this is hard, but yes, you got a Latina chick, her ranchero papa that in worked hard and broke his back to give his daughter a chance here is now with El Negrito. Or she's with the rich white man. And it yeah, it goes both ways. And they are going. They're not going to give you the benefit of the doubt. If you do anything wrong and you're not treating that princess right, they're going to make it known that it's because you are of a certain race or a certain country of origin or whatever. People don't people don't want it. Y'all can think this is not true, but it is true. And it goes both ways, too. Ben. And we talked about that earlier. So if you were here at that part of the show, it goes both ways. Black families do the same thing, but we somehow can. It cannot be racist on our side, but we actually train people to be racist against other races of women and people. Jim B. Appreciate you. <laughs> Somebody says facts. Who cares? But you aren't dating her family. That's a mistake. That's where you're going to make a mistake. Gentlemen, you're dating and marrying her family. I, I don't know. That's a mistake. You're dating and marrying her family. Her family has great influence over her, especially here in America and definitely there overseas. You are dating her family. And you better take that approach when you're dating and marrying people here. You're dating them. That's their culture. That's their future. That's their future, uh, future uh, what do you call it, um, 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 inheritances many times. You're dating them. Yes. If you connect with them in any way, cohabitation, you're dating them. You better listen. You better know what their culture is, and you better realize what them red flags are because when you'll see it in their family and your girl at that point will say, oh, my family crazy. My family crazy. Don't worry about my uncles. They be getting drunk, drinking tequila all the time. Don't worry about them. 
yes, you need to worry about them. <laughs> you need to worry about them. If your if her family has jealousy and backbiting and talking behind backs, your girl before you marry her will not do it. Eventually, when you marry her, she will not do it. But her family is gonna then be like, eh, her family's gonna pull at her. Then eventually she'll fall back in line with her family. That's a mistake, guys. You better make sure you really investigate the family. They are very, very important in women. And if you know anything about Filipino women, their family are very important. It's hard to pull them away from family. You're not pulling them away. So you're going over there thinking you're going to pluck one out, okay? That family coming. A couple of them family members coming with you, bro. They coming with you. In spirit, and then they'll come in with their physical presence. They living with you. They go live with you. Oh, Greeks. Yeah, Greeks. A lot of people have it very extended. Oh, one of the things I think uh, is a typical weakness that black black people t tend to not have good connected families. So they'll go over to other people's races of people and they'll have big families and they'll feel included. This is great. Oh, you guys have families and you have get togethers and um, you seem to love and care about each other. And then you will realize that it becomes very overwhelming. There's a family event every weekend. Somebody's nephew is going to turn one. Somebody's grandma died. Christmas. Quinceañeras. Okay. Sweet 16s. Cultural parties. Greek weddings. They're overwhelmingly consuming. They're time busting. And you're going to go, man, what is all of this? Family butting into your business. Family butting into your business. Well, my family is concerned. Family be butting into your business. And then your girl is going to tell your business to her family and your family. If it's not going well, will use that info against you at some point. You better watch that. And then you're going to tell your girl, stop telling the business. And she's going to say, but yeah, but it's my family guys. The family is vitally important. And that's unfortunately where black culture loses because they don't have the family element. You know, we all got dope fiends in our family. Every other family does too, but we got dope fiends, the grandmother, big mama done with everybody. You got a couple uncles or brothers in jail, couple baby moms, couple family arguing with each other. They can't get together for a family event. So we don't have that. So we'll go over there and they have it and we think it's great, but <laughs> somebody says, happen to be coach preach. Yep. They give you unsolicited advice. If you're willing to take a risk, hey, you know what? I'm going to start my own business, and it doesn't include that family, and you might struggle, family going to talk you out of it. If they don't talk you out of it, they'll talk her out of talking you out of it. Better be ready. Best be ready. Jim, shout out to you. Thank you for it, Jim B. Enigma says, Coach, thanks for the info on Eastern European women. He says, man, you were so right yet again. He says, they straight on, he says, they straight to the point, not much fluff. Be careful, but be careful. Straight to the point. You'll get them. Soldier for God says, I'm still amazed about the guy that was married for 77 years and still got divorced. Take me out with the angry black man for the free agent lifestyle. Which one is that? Hold up. J-Dub says, I have to say, you're absolutely right on this one, coach. Thank you, man. And sometimes, you know, people disagree with me on a lot of things that I say. But, guys, I've been around. Don't try to play me like I ain't been around the block. <laughs> I've been around this block. I've been around this world. 
All right. Um, I've been to places. I've been to every city. I've been to every state. I mean, come on, man. Don't play me like a fool. I've been to the east. I've been to the west. I've been to the north. I've been to the south. I've been to Fiji. I've been to Hawaii. All right. I've been to the Dominican. I've been to South America. I've been to all the places I covered down near every territory in Mexico. And then, of course, when you say that, they say, well, you ain't been to these places, so you don't know. <laughs> all right. Come on, man. Stop with the bullshit. All right, I've been to Australia. I've been to, I've been to places. So don't act like I ain't never left America. I'm not one of these guys. Don't ever let don't ever say I never been to your city, so I don't know. I've been to your city. I've been. The one thing you will not get me on is that I don't know. I've dated all the women. I've dated Middle Eastern. I've dated Puerto Ricans, Dominicans, blacks, whites. I've dated Eastern European. I've dated Western European. I've dated Hawaiians. I've dated white women from Hawaii. Okay, I've dated, I've dated Latinas from Arizona, New Mexico, and California. I've been to Bridgeport, Connecticut. I've been to Tupelo. I the, the whole thing about trying to trying to feign that I'm ignorant about something <laughs> is not going to work. Yes, I've I've flown myself to Paris. I've flown myself to Paris. I've done Greece. I've island hopped. I've done all of that. Okay, Teddy KGB, triple sponsor today's show. I'm rich, bitch. Oh, I'm rich. I've never been to uh, anywhere in Africa. I'm rich, bitch. Um, let's see here. Teddy KGB says I have made these trips. XX's around the world over are wired the same. In addition, the world is more globalized. He says, you may get lucky with an XX from the countryside. There is cultural nuance and the family dynamic is at play. Look in the mirror, take your red pills with you, or you will lose a bag. I speak from experience. He says it, guys. Look. I'm Okay. It's, it's all the same. It's just basically going to be cultural nuance, economics. All of these things are in play. T-Mon Jr. says, so what you're saying is don't travel and buy a house. <laughs> yes. Mm -hmm. People are going to find a way to say, I'm telling you not to travel. When my book literally has travel in it, free agent lifestyle, travel. I want you guys to get culture and understanding. Um, put these things ahead of yourself and do it at a young age. Um, if you're in the community, get out of the community. Don't ever look at black women as your only option. I don't think you should do that. I think you should learn that there's other options out there for you. However, you should be fully aware that when it comes to the dynamics between men and women, it's the same. And sometimes culture will heighten things. Sometimes it will make it better. Sometimes economics will heighten issues. Sometimes it will make it better. Politics, all of these things come into play. The Black Blur Coach, you are going to the Gordita Rodeo. I heard there's barbecue in there. There's barbecue in there. Clarence Gaston's, what's up, coach? I have had the United Nations on my table as well. You are correct. They will try. However, do uh, they do understand class. And when you have leverage, it is a complete different experience. Upper six figures here. He says, shout out to the Brigham Young University. This is true. Class is a big deal. Ty says, no solutions, just trade-offs. Don't expect utopia. Don't expect utopia. I don't believe in utopia. I don't believe it's better over there. I think it's better where you are. 
Like whether whatever it's better where you water the grass. You guys got to change your grass first. Uh, okay. And if you think I lied about something, let me know. All right. If you think I lied, but I'll I'll show you the evidence and proof real quick. But I'm not trying to create some animosity between groups of people. I'm not. I'm I roll solo. I'm cool with a lot of guys that have different philosophies. I'm cool with y'all. But let's call spade a spade. All right. Anyway, chaos says I have always dated outside my race, such as English, Turkish, Indian, Swiss and Polish, Swiss, Swiss and Polish. He says, no matter what country they come from, you will get the same headache. He says, have never dated a sister and they dislike me for not picking them. OK, it's the same headache. What, what headache would you like? OK, what poison would you like? OK, what beer would you like? Okay, still got the, it's still what it is. Mr. Commander says, I had one black woman approach me. She had a two-year-old in her house, pregnant with a second one, and wanted me to come play stepdaddy. Hey, I don't know, man. I I would try to wish I could help sisters, but I described to them what's happening here. Um, uh, But um, I don't think, what they tend to do is do that. And they want you to fix it when they're in their mid-30s. What's wrong with me? Like, no, baby. You already got two decades of ruining everything and so forth and so on. The best thing you could do is go to younger generations of black men and women. That's where you fix it. That's where you fix anything. Not the generation that's already old and stuck in their ways. You do it with the young generation. Justin O says, dude is like, not my wife's family coach. Okay, black, blue, black says, my Romanian ex felt it was her duty to share every aspect of our relationship to every person in her family and life refused to stop it and had to get out of their real quick free agent lifestyle. For life. Oh, Guys, that is a big one. That's a cultural issue. That's a cultural issue that will expose you to a lot of things. If they share your information with their family and their family is not on board with you, which you'll find, I don't care where you go in the world. That's their daughter. That's their niece. That's their cousin. That's their sister. If you think they're on board with you and you're going to just swoop in with your money, with your swag, and all of them are going to have your back, you are out of your mind. And if you have a cultural difference, a language difference, and you not, you don't, you don't insulate yourself against that, you're going to have problems. You're going to have problems. For real, I don't care who you are. I don't care what race you are going to date the other way. They're going to be problems. You better learn the language real quick. And not only the language, the slang of that language. You better learn the swag. And he says, chaos 1612 speaks facts. Those 304s are headaches no matter where they are from. Outside of America, they are just less overweight. And it's a different type of headache. There's no, there's no, Ultimate solution, just trade-offs, right? As we say over here. What are you willing to trade off? And some of it, the trade-off could be fantastic. Uh, We got Super Chats over here. And you better be ready. You're always on the defense. Okay. Shout out to, we call him Francisco. Francisco Jean in the building. He says, shows like love and hip-hop promote toxic behavior. They, bro- they promote that toxic behavior. And oh, 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 if you ever want to know 
If you ever want to know if your woman is a drama queen, if you ever know what, if your woman's a drama queen, watch what, watch what she watches on television or on YouTube. If she watches Krishan and Blueface, love and hip hop, love and basketball, real housewives of Atlanta, Orange County, Newport Beach, or whatever. If she watches toxic shows, she's toxic. Kim Kardashian, Kim Kardashian and the Kardashian clan, and they're doing that, guys. That is called programming. Yeah, she looks at the Shade Room, Hollywood Unlocked, World Star. Is that where she gets her news, guys? She top. She's she's drama queen. She drama. She full of drama, and she don't know it. DG Seymour, the Roman Empire had a bachelor tax, and we will too. Dev says the world, he says the words I needed to hear, coach, appreciate you. Yes. Hope strategy is what it is. He says, don't fly to Europe for Kaylee's from the Soviet slums. I mean, look, there was brothers that were mad that I said, you're going to mud holes. Guys, white, white dudes did it. Uh, white dudes did it too. It's not just you brothers that are doing it now. They've been doing this. Going to the slums, picking up women, bringing their ass over here. And they learn. They went to mud holes. In Eastern Europe. And it was like, I got me an exotic, a uh, long leg Eastern European woman with pretty feet with a box, box blonde hairdo. And they ran over there. They ran over there and they got finessed. And they did their homework and they said when these girls were teenagers, they were hitting each other over the head with tire irons to survive to walk to school. <laughs> All right, hold on for a second. I got to find that video. All right, I got to find that video. And they grew up in pure poverty, and they are somewhat as toxic. Let me see here. I don't know if I can. Um, <laughs> let me see if I can find it. Hold on for a second. This is the video here. Uh, let's see here. Let's see if this is the one. I got to turn down the volume. Yeah, there's a whole video. They got whole videos over there. They be getting busy. They be getting biz over there, fighting like mad, going crazy. Just like here in America. Oh, no, I can't find it fast enough. Can't find it fast enough. Let's see if this is it. Okay, hold on, hold on for a second. I found one. I found one. Let's show you. So you running over there. You running over there. Go get your airplane ticket. <laughs> Let's see if this is a good one right here. So here they go right here. Look at all the flatback Europeans and a couple of snow cows. And she grew up <laughs> talking that ish. And they've been drinking just as much as they boyfriends and whatnot. Oh, come on, man. Get to it. Get to it. Why they record her? Okay, here they go. <laughs> oh, no. Goodness, Lord. Here we go. Get up with your drunk ass. Look, she can't get him. Uh-oh. Get her. Get her. Oh, no, they just as drag niches like them, bro. That ain't even a good one. That's not even a good one. Let me see if I can find one. Yeah, Eastern European, man, they be getting busy, too. Don't act, don't think they be out there not fighting. Hold up. Oh, here we go. <laughs> here we go. This is what they, this is how they grew up. This is how they grew up before you ran over there to wife them up. 
Look, she don't even got no shirt on. Oh, this is reprehensible. This is the girls y'all wifing up, bring it back. Look, look, look. Y'all thinking y'all be, oh, she ain't hood. She a nice, pretty, submissive woman. <laughs> this is how they treat their dudes over there. This is why they want Americans over here. All right, look. Uh-oh, don't show the beat up. Look, don't, okay, we ain't not going to show the dudes getting busy on the girls. Look, she's spitting on dude. Look how she looking. Look at Svetlana. Look at Svetlana. Look at her eyes, bro. That's your that's your future wife, Svetlana. Mm. Me go to America. Me go to America and marry you. I marry you. I marry you. I be your wife. I be submissive. I be your wife. Bro, they grow up. They're the equivalent of people that grow up in the community. It ain't no different. <laughs> they grow up in rough, rough circumstances. Hold on for a second. Let me see if I can get a good one. Okay, hold up. Hold up. Here we go right here. I'm hating the burst of a bubble today. Show it. Look. Look, they reaching in cars. Oh, I just sit at home. I stay at home. Ba -ba I stay at home. I be the nice. I'm very good woman. I had a good woman. Look at they got a stuff of me. Look, she 18, 19. You go marry her at 22, 24. Va -va Ruski. I come over here. I be your woman. I be eternally faithful to you. And they be over there acting crazy, bro. Oh, look, no, I can't show dudes getting hit or dudes hit them. Let me see if I can get a good one. Oh, they fighting dudes. They ain't messing around. Hold on. Let me see. what. Okay, hold on. I'll give you a good one right here. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Sorry. Here, here, here they go. Here they go. Y'all go over there, Eastern Europe, right there. All right. They all in the cold, sub-zero temperatures. Look. They jumping out the car on the freeway. Look, oh hell no, she came out. What? Oh Lord have mercy. Oh the humanity. Oh the humanity. All right, hold up. Let's put this one up. What's she doing? What's Betlana doing? Reaching in the car. What is this? Oh, man, what is going on here, man? They need to get off that vodka for a minute. Get off that vodka. Hold on. Like, yo, this is crazy. Reprehensible. I'm trying to watch one more. She kicking the cars. Anyway, you know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. So, anyway, let's go to Christopher says, different packaging, same-ish content. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Anyway, appreciate that. Well, yeah, that's that's basically what that is. I hope you were talking about me, but even if it is, all right. Shout out to Dr. Thunder, racist to assume four women are dusty. <laughs> it is racist, I suppose. I guarantee you, though, you go over there, you go get the top quality ones. They're going to be looking at you like, what? <laughs> I know there's guys that go over there and they get doctors and all that stuff. Yeah. And the doctors don't have what you have over here. So, yes, you can you can make some of that work. Where are we at here? Uh, Macaroni Tony says, I think black men really have to play a character or a role for their woman. But outside, they can just be themselves and not try to be a character. They're not. Interesting there. Interesting. Okay. Is that true? Is that true? Interesting there. Shout out to Jay Angelo. Brothers, rewind this and listen closely to what Coach is telling 
you. Keywords is class of women. I have traveled the world and the ghetto is ghetto throughout the world. He's speaking facts. I know, dude, look, I know, I look, look they don't want to hear me. They don't hear me, though. They don't hear me, though. <laughs> ghetto is ghetto. I don't care where the slums are. Ghetto is ghetto. It's a mentality. It don't have nothing to do with race. By the way, ghetto does not even correlate with black. But for some reason, we've adopted the word ghetto to be black. Right? We think ghetto is black, but what, what was the original ghetto? Who was the original ghetto inhabitants? Well, you can't type it into the, you can't type it into chats. But ghetto does not mean black. It is a word synonymous for people that are low class and put in certain areas, restricted law-wise, restricted legally, restricted mindset-wise. But in America, the ghetto was typically the foreigners, the Europeans that came over, and then typically the J-E-W-S's were the original people that were in slums and ghettos until they figured it out. But uh, it's ghetto, it's ghetto. Travis says, I can't tell, he says, I can't tell you where I am because the passport, <laughs> the passport bros will ruin it. He says, there are classes of people overseas too. The nice women can tell the ninjas getting off the planes with their fitted hats and beer bellies that they're low class and they avoid them. I'm, this is guy saying this, passport bros only qualify for straggles. Oh, Lord Hammers. Don't get them after me, man. Don't get them after me. Oh, but this is not, this is, this is a lot of, oh my Lord, anyway. <laughs> but they have the class, they get passport pookies, right? So they, the there's going to be guys, shout out to BMT. They're going to be making videos of me, man. They're going to be making videos of me. By the way, I know people who are, who have traveled to these places too. They report, they report similar type behavior. Oh no. Oh, no. oh, passport bros, man. I, I ain't trying to. I'm not dissing you, y'all. That's them. I'm not dissing y'all. This is intended to be a diss to them, but it just anyway. Shout out to Sizzle says, I'm working my red pill job at the Disney Resort today. You're right, coach. I witnessed so much here from all generations. One thing that doesn't fly at Disney is broke ninjas and broke. Yeah, bitches. Yeah, bitch. Yeah, bitch. Oh, yeah, it doesn't fly. And so even in America, we have a class system that uh, in Disney. Uh, yeah, uh, sounds like you're in Florida, though. OK, we got SW. Sean says, Coach, I went to Westchester High. All the BWs went for the older Pookies who had cars, then came back to the high schools or on the basketball team. Now all those women looking weathered and can get piped down for bubblegum and a Raiders jersey. Go Cowboys. Who remembers in high school? If you went to a city school, you remember the dudes that used to come drive by the school after school. Remember that? Remember the dudes that used to drive by the school in their car? You know, Monte Carlos back in our day, they had the, yo, they had the old, um, what was it? Damn, I can't think it. Yeah, Monte Carlos, they had the, uh, the Cadillacs and they used to do that. They used to get all the high school girls. They used to get all them high school girls. All the girls now that have been knocked up and impregnated, the guy, the girls that are asking why the passport bros are going over to America, um, to these other countries, those girls used to give up the leg 
Yeah, the Mustang 5.0, the Crown Victorias, they mama's car, they uncle's car, they granddaddy car. They used to be hitting the switches, bumping their music right after school. The bell ring, 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 ring. The Nissan mini trucks, them brothers would be driving up and down the high school. Talking to the girls that were freshmen when they were seniors, but these boys been out of school for two, three years. And they drive by with the Cadillac Escalade. With the baby seats, they mama's baby seats with their spree rail spinners with their mama's baby seats in the back. And the girls in your school, the sophomores and the juniors, will be running up to those guys. The sophomores and the juniors, the seniors, not so much. The senior girls already been ran through them already. All right, so the senior girls working on dudes that got a job already. <laughs> but the sophomores and the juniors running up to them dudes. And meanwhile, you are freshman, sophomore, you like, how can I keep up with this shit? <laughs> All right, you can't keep up. You try to put a word in. Yep, the Buick Regals. That that right there set your ass up for a path of like, what, what can I do? And then, of course, if you ain't got no car, forget about it. Forget about it. Ladies, y'all quiet in here. Ladies, you know that's facts. Y'all know that's facts. And then... Yeah, you can't qualify then. Adrian says Hooters is trash food, no good, and the girls are like pancakes, flat on both sides. Plus, I prefer BWs. Ain't too many of them at Hooters. They are not. Yes. He says, I need some dread Brock's braids and or natural. He says, yeah, I love effed up kitchens in my face. If you know, you know. Oh, man. That's terrible. Somebody says, I have, he says, honestly, I got girls in high school, even with hating dudes trying to stop in, stop me and behind my back. I'm not sure what that means, but yeah, I mean, we, when we talk about these descriptions, this it's not that we didn't get girls. This is what we have to understand. And a lot of guys will say that, oh, you guys are hurt because you didn't get any girls. It wasn't that we didn't get any girls. Okay. Many times the little, the one or the few that we got, it was a hell of a lot of work. To get one. And it was only a matter of time before the five Mustang 5.0 guy drove by and you realize she got piped. So don't confuse this as we didn't get any girls. All right. We all got a little bit of play. Some of us got, you know, some of us got none. Some of us got a little bit. Some of us got a lot and it wasn't good enough. Some of us had a whole bunch. So anyway, somebody said, I didn't get any. Dimzilla says, I love Zoom to Thailand, but, and I'm not, see, y'all, y'all try to get me in trouble. Here we go. <laughs> he says, I love Zoom to Thailand, but I see brothers over on his channel pulling the bottom of the barrel, obese mud sharks. Good Lord, Thai women with purple box braids looking like Benzie, Benzino's daughter. <sighs> Y'all go get me in trouble today. <laughs> hey, brothers, I come in peace. I come in peace. That was a super chat. <laughs> I'm not trying to start no shit. Look, all 2023, they going to be on my neck. However, I've seen similar. So that's the problem. I've seen similar. So I'm going, okay, anyway. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go to the next thing, man. I can't. I can't. They going to be on my neck. And dudes with no teeth going to be cutting videos on me. This is going to be just bad. 
No government name when it comes to women. They are all the same. Some are foxes that are sly and clever, and some are direct like the wolves. People are all the same. Oh, wait, people are all the same. Some play chess and some play checkers. This is true. All I'm telling you is, guys, just, just keep your defenses up. Okay. I think sometimes the inexperience shows when you when you don't have a when you have a lack of experience. And then you just say, Oh, these people are better over here. I, I'm trying to prevent you to not do that. Don't don't go about life like that. You're gonna get you're gonna screw yourself up. All right. Dev says you're too funny, coach. Thank you. All right, thank you, man. I'm trying to try not to be that funny old anyway. But all right, did I get Travis? I did. Okay, we're almost wrapping it up. Three hour mark, no four hour shows. Oh boy, we got a couple super chats. Lawar Moore says, "Ain't a damn thing changed." Shout out to the coach gang. All right, Abel returns to Eden, dear coach. Foreign domestic. I will perennial. I will perennially ask again. Why would you even want a woman? He says, "Monk mode, baby." He says, "Not nothing but love for my dear coach." Thank you, brother. Thank you. Enigma uh, says, "They tough in Eastern Europe. Play and put it back." Play it. They tough. I also, just to let you guys know, I recruited uh, lots of players in Eastern and Western Europe. And so um, while I haven't hit all of these countries, I've actually had players that I recruited and sent on recruiting trips in these countries. Sweden, Belgium, Croatia, um, Yugoslav- the former Yugoslavia, and um, shoot, oh, France. And... Um, you know, we got a lot of those people. We brought them over here exclusively to play ball. Of course, I'm not going to judge one person and judge the whole country as a result of it. But some people grow up tough. I don't care what country they come from. So you go over there and they grow up tough. It's as synonymous as people who grow up tough here. And as we know, Eastern Europe has had very, very tough years for the last 1,000 years. 1,000. Right. <laughs> Thousands of years. They really have never been stable. They have really never been stable. Most of the war war, all of the war wars originated from there. They've been at each other's neck for a long time. They've had a lot of poverty and, you know, genocide and whatever. Right. So don't think that they went over there. They got missiles flying over their head. Don't think when you go over there that, oh, these people are, yeah, man. Anyway, he says, why not recruit from the hood? Interesting question. You guys want to hear that answer? Why not, you want to hear that answer? <laughs> There's an interesting question there. Um, I'll answer the super chat and I'll tell you what, what that answer is. Blue Baggins says, currently banging out this Russian 304 who divorced her American husband the instant she got her U.S. citizenship. Don't bring these XXs back, gentlemen. Appreciate you for that. Um, interesting question there. Yeah, you gotta you gotta watch out the citizenship. Also, look up the Violence Against Women's Act, the international uh, the act that does get them instant citizenship if there's domestic violence and all that stuff. Um, we recruit uh, as as basketball for basketball. You tend to recruit um, all areas of where the good players are. So it doesn't matter if it's the hood or whatnot. You typically put teams together. With that being said, you run up into academic issues. You also run into issues where people are coming from inner cities and they're not used to being at university settings or where if your university is away or in the suburbs, they have a tough time adjusting. Specifically in the South, 
it's hard to get people from Mississippi to go to Louisiana. They want to run back home. It's hard to get even people from Mississippi to go to University of Memphis. They'll run back home. It's a hard adjustment. But it was a much easier to recruit people from Eastern Europe or Europe in general. And that's even in men's basketball. Even the NBA went that way. The NBA eventually went that way where they were easily to those people came in with heart and soul and they were like, I'll get out of wherever I am and I'll come over here, leave my whole family and they'll stay here and they'll stay here the whole damn time. And they'll even try to get a work visa and a visa or marry someone after that. So look at um, some of your best NBA players. Now they're European, even G- even Giannis, even Giannis and Luca, Dirk Nowitzki, Nowitzki. I mean, there, the list goes on and on. So there was a trend to get, um, European people over to play because they had maybe the grades, the prowess to be able to survive away from their country, the the need to get out of their country. They also had the uh, player development. Uh, inner city kids had the athleticism, but not the player development. They had the coachability. And you could keep them in school. So there, I mean, there was a bunch of factors, but not that you did not include the inner city or the ghetto. What did you call it? The ghetto? Not that you discluded them. You would actually need some of them as well. You can't just have a full Eastern European team. And oftentimes, Eastern Europeans, they don't have high school and college leagues. They don't have high school and college. So they typically are playing pro at 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. So then when you get them in college, they already have pro club experience. Whereas a high schooler in the inner city plays at Martin Luther King High, and they putting up 40 against the Mary and the sister of the poor high school rival. All right, so there's a lot of things that go in, a lot of things that go in to the, to um, uh, recruiting strategies. Also, if you're not the top school, if you're not the top school, the 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 person you're getting from the inner city is not always going to be the best. They're going to be shorter. There's going to be some things that you're giving up. The best schools are going to get the best ones. Pluck them right out. Okay, there's a whole bunch of things that go on. Same same with suburban kids, right? You can't have a team full of suburban kids. Some some programs do. Some programs don't. Like Creighton on the men's side, most of them going to be suburban white dudes or country or farming white dudes with a couple of black athletes. So um, anyway. Anyway, so what I, most colleges recruit, they have a recruiting strategy. Some do Europeans. Um, some do all inner city people. Some do all JUCO transfers. It just depends on your school. Some do all inner city kids like um, Rutgers basketball tend to do that. South Carolina women's basketball tends to do that. They'll get all inner city kids. And that's their whole team with one white girl. That's what they do. Some kids, uh, some schools, Tennessee, would typically recruit suburban black kids and all white girls. Uh, It just depends. Everybody's different. But uh, European athletes are of prime they're a prime target because they have club basketball history and sometimes they can adapt to your situation better and so forth. Uh, the South tends to not be able to. Oh, by the way, um, if you think I'm wrong, also look at the transfer portal. The transfer portal right now, uh, it was becoming a thing when I was uh, coaching, but now it's big. Now, everybody plays for three schools now. So you get a kid from the city. And they come from a bad family or they come from, you know, their cousin got shot and they come in. They were ADHD. They were kind of slow on the learning curve. They're slow to develop. They're taking all remedial courses in. 
This is a stereotype. This is in general. They're taking remedial course, courses their freshman and sophomore year. And something happens in the hood, like that TV show with the football coach, that Tay Diggs. Something happens in the hood. They're distracted by the hood. They want to go back. They, <laughs> You're just like, what the fuck? Then they transfer because they auntie went to jail. They transfer out of Memphis and go to Southern Miss because it's in their hometown. It's a whole bunch of things that sometimes you don't want your whole team to deal with. So you'll go mix it up. And one more thing. Having a whole team of Michael Jordans will never work. So we have to understand that when you're recruiting a team, having all athletic players is not a recipe for winning unless you have all the best athletic players. So getting just a group of fast people that can run and jump is not how you win games most of the time. Because if you started off the game with a loss, like you losing by 10, guess what? They're going to pack it in. And you're going to see their, their upbringing, their behavior, they're going to pack it in. The coachability is going to go off the roof. Okay. You got to have rebounders. You got to have defenders. You got to have lockdown defenders. You got to have coachable players. You have to have team leaders. You have to, like, you got to recruit a team. Putting players on the floor only works if you're getting the top dogs. Yeah, Fab Five was a, a, well, Kentucky UNLV running Rebels. But you will see if you're not UNLV back in the 90s and you are at, you're at um, Utah State. And you try to do that at Utah State, it ain't going to work. It's not going to work. You're going to get ran off the floor. Uh, any little thing is going to set your team off. Any little event is going to set your team off, and they ain't going to want to play that night. So never think that, yeah, you, can, you need shooters. You need people who are clutch. Uh, you need some Grace and Allens. You need a tough dude that ain't or a tough person that ain't going to take no shit tonight. You need somebody to get all up in somebody's shorts. Pause. You need them to be on their ass like white on rice. You need people that's going to dig deep. You need people to overcome adversity. You need a rebounder. You need two rebounders. So, yeah, don't, don't think you're just going to put all athletic kids and just run people off the floor. That doesn't work anymore. That might have worked like 20 years ago. That is not going to work. And this is why your homeboy, your dude, your dudes that play good, and you're like, you should be in the NBA. Well, they already got, dude, look, the dude that can score buckets at the playground or at the 7-Eleven team or in your church league, he can score buckets. He might help a little mid-major school. He might help a D2 school. But as you rise, they got dudes that can score buckets. They got plenty of dudes that can get a bucket. They don't need another dude that needs the ball in their hand. He needs the ball in his hand, and he needs the ball in his hand. This guy can give me 60, but I need somebody that can rebound. I need an enforcer. I need somebody else. I need somebody that can press. I, I don't need another bucket scorer. <laughs> All right. Rest in peace to Pele. Did he finally um, overcome? He finally got overcome by death. Rest in peace to Pele, but I, I don't know. I, I don't want to announce it. Yeah, you need a Draymond. You need a Dennis Rodman. You need a Charles Oakley. You need somebody that if somebody gets in your uh, – Wayne Gretzky had Luke Robitaille um, and all of these people. Um, he had he had enforcers. If you know the structure around Wayne Gretzky and hockey, 
You didn't need three Wayne Gretzky's. You got one Wayne Gretzky and three enforcers, Mark Messier. You're not, you don't need another Wayne Gretzky. You need somebody that's going to knock somebody out when they knock down Wayne Gretzky. Marty McSorley. Yeah, you need a Marley McSorley. You got Wayne Gretzky. You need a Marley McSorley. You don't need two Wayne Gretzky's. <laughs> All right, anyway. Um. Anyway, we got one more, and let's get out of here. Xavion says, Pat, oh, <laughs> okay. We're going in on passports. I don't even want to do it. Uh, let's see here. Xavion, I'm going to say, <laughs> oh, my goodness. He is saying people who travel overseas are basically accelerating the westernization of mostly traditional women via hypergamy. Mm. They're giving foreign women a lot of options now, thus placating to their natural hypergamous nature. He says then they need he says they need to get in while the getting is good before corruption. Also, a lot of these women are are getting um, social media. OK, a lot of these women are also getting mobile phones and social media, which is going to it's going to tip the scales as well. It's going to tip the scales. It is what it is. So once they get used to the knowing that they can reach out to you overseas, which they do already, but once they get a sense of that, it's going to be tough. Yeah, Instagram's going to do it anyway. That's going to tip the scales. Uh, for instance, when I went to the DR, I went to the DR in what year? Despite that I've never traveled. And then they'll say, well, that don't count. Even though it's six hours away from me. <laughs> All right. <laughs> It's literally a six, like that's an all day trip to get to the Dominican from where I'm from. And they will say it won't count. Like, wait a minute. I could have got to Hawaii faster than Dominican. I could have got to the Hawaii faster than I went to the Dominican. <laughs> but when I went to the Dominican Republic and I've been to Hawaii five times now, so I have never traveled overseas, although that's America. But anyway, I don't have travel experience. I went to the Dominican 2019 and it was, it, it was way different. And I was in South Sua. I stayed in Caviate. Caviate. I can never say the name. I, I was there and it was, it was cool, but it was not what people were talking about. Once I got there, meaning it wasn't just South Sua. <laughs> I was in Puerto Plata, South Sewer. It wasn't a free-for-all. It wasn't like you showed up and they were bowing down on the ground for you. I just want to say that. Was it easier? Could I made? Could it have been easy pickings? Yeah, I mean, but it had already been the best times that have already been had. The best times that have already been had. It's going to be different than in 2023. It's going to be extremely different than it was in 2016 and 2017. 2016, 2017, fantastic. By the time you got to 2019, the secret was out. 2023, it's going to be, it's not going to be what the, you're not going to show up there and they're going to be bound down to you. They're going to walk right past you. Now, if you go out to the nightclubs and all that stuff, yeah, I mean, yeah. So anyway, yes. I've been there, but I've never been there. Uh, somebody says go to Kenya. We got to look that up on the, um, we got to look that up on the uh, members live stream. 
Okay, we'll be back tonight. I'm just trying to check if I got everybody's super chat. I have, and that means it's time to go. Thank you for the support. And uh, there'll be mad videos cut on me. Uh, somebody says DAR is done, played out. Yeah. Uh, but I did have a lot of fun there. I met a lot of women there. I had a great resort. I did some activities. I rode horses. You know what I mean? Like, I've done a lot of great things over there. I rode horses on the beach. People were very nice there. But um, the the idea that they're going to be just, you know, melting down on you and the best ones that are going to be melting down on you and just be like, I can't wait for you to come here again. That's all gone. That's all gone. Uh, but anyway, I didn't write. I rode a horse. I don't know if it was a stallion. Look, let's get out of here. Enough of that shit. Shout out to the ghost gang. And we're out of here. Peace. Um, and here's a secret that many guys don't know, especially in today's day and age is that women love nice guys. <laughs> we may not understand how much we love and appreciate them until we're a little older um, and we've gotten that sort of asshole phase out of our systems. Uh, I'd say by our late 20s, early, early 30s is uh, the point in our lives when we're just exhausted by the jerks, and we have no time in our lives anymore for them. So we really start looking for men who uh, we know will be great long-term partners, aka nice guys, right? And that's you.